Hey, everybody. I just wanted to start the show by acknowledging something that had happened recently. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, well, a former colleague of mine who I'd worked with uh, many years ago uh, by the name of Jared uh, Hunter Mason had recently passed away. And while uh, that may not be a name that people know, I know people who listen to the show uh, know him. And I just wanted to acknowledge that it was very sad to hear of his passing. Uh, the other reason I want to acknowledge him is that he was a cameraman uh, at Television New Zealand when I was an editor at Television New Zealand. And and um, I just thought a lot about what made him so great at what he did. It was always, uh, you know, this thing that was so exciting whenever, um, when I was an editor, to have his footage come into the Ed Suite because there was just a, a something that he would do with uh, when he was shooting a story. It could be like he was given exactly the same tools as everybody else, um, but he would just shoot it slightly differently. And it made me realize that our perspectives on the world uh, is what make us unique. And it is uh, very sad to hear about someone so talented and also such a great person as well, um, you know, passed away. Uh, you know, uh, it goes without saying we're here to talk about movies and we, we are always here to talk about movies. If anything, we can take your mind off whatever it is you're going through at this time. Um, yeah, very sad to hear about Jared. And um, this is our top 10 episode, so we're here to celebrate movies and the people who make them as well. So with that, on with the show. Internet, I'm the weird one. My name is Matthew Kroll. And the next ground your feet will touch will be that of the new world. My name is Shahir Dowd. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically a bunch of films for our 2022 Top 10 Films we talked about this year, episode.com. Dot com. Uh, have we set up a website for this? We, we should. should. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Vari- right on our website page. happens to be variety.com, and you should visit it. And that's where we put all of our content. Um, <laughs> Matt, uh, your quote, I'm guessing. Now, I, uh, is it right for me to guess it at this point? <laughs> if you want. Look, there's no I know what your quote is. Your quote yeah. is from Weird Al Yankovic, the, the Weird Al Yankovic story. Weird, the Al Yankovic that's story. Right. Yes. Could, did you spot my quote? Uh, I think I know it, but I'm not going to call it yet. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, this everybody, is, yeah, we made it. We made it. It's the end of the year. Now, I did some statistics work to to ascertain where we were at the end of the year because I think typically you have complained a little bit that this comes a little late in the year, and that's not a, that's not an unfair complaint. However, <laughs> it is March. However, <laughs> it is also. 50 episodes exactly since the last time we did this. So if we did it in January, we'd probably do it at like, you know, like at um, 35 episodes. Uh, Like we would have done, covered 35 movies. So we wouldn't have covered a full year of movies. Yeah, I get it. You get it? We've shifted. It's like the seasons are shifting like later. But it's still one year. Sure. Yes, because we've always done it late. Yeah, we'll we'll never late. catch up if we don't catch up. Yeah. The Oscars do the 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 previous year, the year after. That's the way Look, it works, buddy. It's the it's the circle of life. We're in good company. So many of our uh our betters and or contemporaries have been putting out their best of lists around. Now it's yeah. fine. This is best of list time. I'm I, look. I will both accept it and complain about it. Okay. All right. Have you uh, have you been keeping up with any of the award ceremonies? I j- putting it out there, asking the question because I have not. Although I know that uh, everything, everywhere, all at once is gaining a lot of momentum, and apparently the sentiment is that after the SAG Award um, victory for. Best Ensemble cast, I believe it was, or maybe it was Best Picture. James Hong gave a speech. James Hong is, I think, 19 yeah. years old or something like yeah. that. And uh, one um, awards pundit 
commented that uh, if the award wasn't already in the bag for everything, everywhere, all at once, that speech put it over the top. And it was a very good speech. Yeah, um, yeah. You know. uh, I mean, the, the SAG Awards, actually, I mean, I haven't kept up entirely. I've just been doing clips. I saw that one. I've seen all the acceptance speeches from from other folks in that film. Uh the Jenna Ortega and Aubrey Plaza clip uh, yeah. of them presenting was adorable. Yeah, uh, yeah it's I, I I haven't really been keeping up. I mean, I think we've deter we've sort of determined at this point. Uh, I don't I don't care about the, the award stuff. I'm very happy for the people that are winning them. Right. Uh, I increasingly am enjoying you know. The, the praise that people get for that, but like the the spectacle and the commercial of it, I'm just kind of over. Though again, it is an excuse to go do a, see a party, like go to a party and watch a thing for right. the Oscars, of course. Um, and it does help. We've talked about this before, the goods and bads of it. It does help the, uh, you know, films get sort of new life and new people to see them. So exactly. that's always good too. Yeah, and Avatar 2 certainly needs it. Uh, Avatar 2 <laughs> really needs some help. Really Actually, needs- everybody, yeah. if you could just go see... Uh, way of Water. Yeah. Uh, I know James Cameron, good he friend go fund of the me? show. He's yeah. got to go fund me. He does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he he would really appreciate the the lift. Yeah. Uh, because it's just not doing Fableman numbers. You know. <laughs> Tell uh, us what the what the rules, the arbitrary rules of our top ten list for those who are joining us for the very first time. Oh uh, my gosh, I didn't even think that there would be new people here. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so here's how this show's gonna go, everyone. Um, first. Shahir and I will argue about whether or not lists are finite and or important. Happens That's coming up year, right off the Same right argument off the gate. every yep. time. Uh, next, we will uh, be <laughs> basically doing uh, our honorable mentions, films that we did review that did not make our top 10. Yep. Then interspersed between us going back and forth, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. We have so many fun little things between there. We have some listener top 10 lists, and then we have um, some highly edited uh, party party clips from my holiday party that we record every year with some special guests in there telling us their favorite films that they saw in 2022. Now, that specifically is not a film that has to be, you know, released in 2022. That's just their favorite movie that they saw in 2022. So they could have seen a film from 1931. They could have seen they could have seen the original All Quiet on the Western Front, and yep. that would be valid for entry yes. in uh, 2022. And since Red was there, you know it's going to get weird. Um, <laughs> but his taste is not weird. He's had, he's got excellent his taste, taste is not weird. But but statistically, at this party in those clips, he pulls something out of out of cinematic like the the vault of like cinema from like 67. Yeah. And like and just I'm just like uh huh yeah <laughs> like I I I. I I trust him completely. I just I, I for don't those know who don't know, Rid is a professional working uh, editor and uh, filmmaker, and uh, works with a, a very well known filmmaker uh, whose name rhymes with Morazi. I guess <laughs> is it a secret? Can I, I guess? No, no, no. He he's a, he, he works at Sicalia. He's the uh, VFX editor over for, there for and, Martin Scorsese and film yeah, schoolmaker. And, and film, so, yeah. so. Uh, he is uh, in company with some of the best uh, film knowledgeable people on the planet. archivists, yeah, yeah. archivists, and people <laughs> on the planet. So, Red is wonderful. Yeah. Um, we've got another rule here with our with our top ten list, which is that the we can only bring in films that we have reviewed on yes. the show so the point of the episode is to hopefully uh, draw attention to some movies that we've seen movies that we've loved and also there's going to be so much mo- so many different voices coming at you during this episode telling you why the movie they've picked is the one that they absolutely loved and why you should watch it now so the point here is we love movies we're here to talk about them even if the movie you didn't that you really wanted didn't get our either of our number 1 picks uh, 
Um, that doesn't matter. Enjoy them. Enjoy the list. Maybe the movie, and then there'll be some surprises along the way. Because the other thing that usually happens in this is we keep a keep a record of how far Matt and I's list diverge. One year, I recall, we had only one film yep. in common. Yep, yep, Another yep. year, we had every single film in common. Mm-hmm. Um, our taste could not be more different, and it will be never more <laughs> evident uh, than this episode. Yeah, uh, and... Uh, I mean, look, and and I will ask you this time, Sheer. First of all, I love these rules because they mean they do. <laughs> they, they, no, they kind of mean everything because I really like the limitation. Right. Uh, I like it because, honestly, my, I have the mind of a goldfish these days, and I can just go back to our website, again, onlymoviepodcast.com, and you can see all the wonderful visualizations of the films that we've covered. Right. And I can look at the 50 films we've covered and make a decisive list that is that is uh, immutable <laughs> and true and and uh, will not change ever post it being broadcast on this uh, eternal form of of media content you're injecting into your ear holes, dear listener. And herein lies our first argument, I guess. <laughs> Shahir really, hates lists. Shahir hates I, lists? No, no. I think you're, I think you're uh, summing it up a, a little okay, too... Okay, I apologize. <laughs> Please, tell us how you feel about lists. All I all I say is is that the positions on the list are arbitrary. The movies that get picked on the list are arbitrary. Uh, don't get hung up on them. Uh, sometimes I will I will move them around as we're talking. Some movies will change, and then and then like in in two years, like Matt, do you remember what you picked as your number five movie of last year? No, but the great thing about a list is I can go back and listen to it and but then know it, what it was. And, and you're and you're a hundred percent absolutely certain that that is the 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 number five movie of last year because the record is solid. <laughs> it's solid. Well, yep. that is not the case for me. Sometimes a movie will go up the list, it'll go down the list. I don't care. Uh, I just love movies, man. That's all I'm here for. And I love lists. Welcome to the only podcast about lists. <laughs> there you go. The, that's what it is. It's not that I hate lists. It's that Matt is uh, kind of obsessively in love with lists, and maybe that's more of the issue. I do like listing, a thousand percent. Um, I guess we should just jump in. Is that the shortest intro we've done for this episode? <laughs> no, surely not. Surely uh, not. Well, I mean, do you want to do you want to start with your honorable mentions? Then I have a few honorable mentions, and uh, this is always kind of a uh, a hot take because some of these I'm sure maybe will end up in your list. I mean, and, maybe, and that's and that's always fun for us to hear. Um, uh, I'm gonna get so my notes ready. I've got six movies in my honorable mentions. I'm gonna go oh. through them really quickly. These are movies that I picked, and I said. If I had space in these in my top ten, I would put them in my top ten. But other ones seem to have slid their way in and and taken up the space. These ones, and and I kind of felt a little bit more strongly about some of these other ones. Okay. Uh, but my first one was George Miller's Three Thousand Years of Longing, a movie mm-hmm. that I did really love the experience of watching in a movie theater. One that I didn't feel like quite came together, but I did absolutely love to see a filmmaker of that caliber with you know like of that age. To be to be honest with you. Swinging pretty far and pretty ambitiously uh, on screen, and from memory, uh, I'm from a box po- a box office point of view, not hitting that far. But I think making a movie that that will stand the test of time and is far more interesting than a lot of the movies that will that have made tons of money this year. Mm-hmm. Um, controversial one that didn't make my list that I think probably would have made yours. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe R R R. Did not make mm. my list. It came very close. Came very close, and I, I was, I was uh, strongly putting it. It is probably my favorite movie-going experience 
of the year, and I love showing people clips of people celebrating uh, in the in the theater going to see that movie. It was probably one of my, my favorite experiences of going to see a movie, uh, but didn't quite quite make the cut compared to a few other films. Uh, another one was Athena, movie I absolutely uh-huh. loved. Uh, I th- I think I just thought more about the first thirty minutes of that movie than I did the rest of it. But I I you know the first thirty minutes are amazing. Prey, H- how good is this Predator sequel? The mm-hmm. best of the Predator sequels, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Avatar two, as despite as much money as that movie made, did not make my top ten list. I did again really enjoy the theater experience. Really enjoyed the movie. Just not one I would probably revisit in, you know immediately. And this one was a tough one for me. This one was the uh, the last one that that I got my honorable mention. Um. Because again, I thought this was a great movie, uh, but uh, there's just not enough space on the list. And Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio uh, mm. didn't quite make the cut for me, uh, but I absolutely love that film. All right, those are all really good. There's a few surprises in there, right. uh, but uh, we're gonna. Well, keep what was on surprising to you? Just, just so we, so we to be honest, RRR. Yeah. Um, but then, then look, we're way too we're way too early into this podcast, and I'm not nearly drunk enough to try to dissect the difference between the movie going experience and watching the movie, or the movie itself, and the thing that it is. Uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But okay. like, I I what? thought at least I thought at least that would be on your top ten. I really, really did. It, it, um, it was pretty. You know, like it was definitely like it was in the mention. ether. It was in yeah, the ether. Yeah. Well, mine. Um, what are your honorable mentions? Mine might shock a little bit. There's a couple. So, okay. Uh, one right out the gate. Let's get this off the list right now because everything this everywhere almost made it. Is off, is no, off yeah, the list. That's it. yeah, no. Uh, After Sun. <laughs> After Sun. Okay. After Sun did not make it, though I do find myself thinking about it. Um, it it was such a wonderful just microcosm of of a slice of a relationship that is complex and deep and presented in such a fucking gorgeous way. Uh, I really, really loved that film. Uh, another one, uh, The Batman. The Batman. Uh, I, I, it's funny. I've watched that movie twice, both in the theater. In fact, that might be one of the only films I saw multiple times this year in the theater. Okay. Um, and, I, and every time I scroll through HBO, I'm like... If I had the time, I'm like, ooh, I would watch this again. Like, I just really, really liked the take. It was just an enjoyable ride, even though it was crazy long. Okay. Um, okay. Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Uh, I had such a fucking good time with that movie, uh, though I do sort of, it, it, it kind of in a. In almost the opposite way, maybe, or maybe similar. Maybe I'm just proving my point. I, I was uh, going to say, the way you like talked about RRR. That you're dealing with RRR. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing, right? Like, but it's a little bit different because it's not necessarily it's not necessarily the the experience it's the time okay like i feel like it came out at the right time it was like what people were talking about for a week uh and it was just really enjoyable and i really really liked it okay um what oh, i i've uh, three more um uh black panther wakanda forever okay i did uh, i did see this by the way as well yeah, yeah, it, uh, it, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time. I think it moved uh, the story forward in interesting ways and was a uh, touching uh, tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Um, Turning Red. Turning Red. Uh, which was a shock to me how much it resonated. Um, and I really, I, you know what's funny? Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you're going to listen to any of the episodes about my honorable mentions, go back and listen to the Turning Red episode. Uh. I do think that, that just that conversation, when I think about having that conversation... I have a smile on my face when I was thinking about this stuff. I was like, that was a really fun episode. Okay. And last, but certainly not least in the honorable mentions, Night of the Coconut. Night of the Coconut? Didn't I was for certain this was in your top ten. 
it, it, you know, it, it just it just eked out uh, Patrick Willem's uh, feature film debut. Uh, I was enamored with this movie. I own the soundtrack on vinyl. Uh, it's it's uh, absolute delight. If you are a Nebula subscriber, please, 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 please go watch that. It is absolutely wonderful and silly. And I truly don't believe you need to know to have watched all the continuity of Patrick Willem's videos to enjoy it. You might not get all the in jokes, but I do think that it just is a really solid weird sci-fi comedy um so yeah those are my those are my top or those are my honorable mentions uh look, look, look at this we're proving the point already no overlap whatsoever in any of our honorable mentions that's true though yeah so that means that could mean a couple different that could mean we could have the exact same top 10 list yeah or not because yeah uh, look uh, okay let's let's make some speculations here okay okay i'm, I'm gonna make some speculations all right i'm gonna say rrr is on your list Okay, speculate. I'm speculating. I'm just gonna we're gonna we're gonna okay. note that down. Okay. I'm gonna say Avatar Two is on your list. Okay, speculation. Speculation. Have you got any speculations for me? Uh, I think, uh, and I'm pulling those. Uh, those were off. Those were on my honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Tar is on your list. Okay. Uh, I think After Sun's on your list. Mm-hmm. Um, noting. Okay, so we got After Sun. And I think Tar. everything everywhere all at once is on your list. I'm pretty sure everything everywhere all at once <laughs> is on your list. Yeah. Um, but here's here's what here's the more fun thing I'd like to take a non-bet on. Okay. I think that we are going to have four of the same films on our top ten list. Right. And only two. I'm gonna even go with two in the same position. All right. I, I, I look at my list this year, and I have two controversial takes on my list. But other than those two controversial takes, I think my list is a real basic B list. <laughs> it's a real basic <laughs> right. B list. I, like, I, I think there are no surprises on my list. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. So I guess we start with number 10. All right. And these are my controversial takes. My, my, my 10 and my, I will put this out there. My 10 and my 9 are controversial. Because, because these were movies that didn't come out in 2022. We have one fucking rule. No, (laughs) but we reviewed them in 2022. That doesn't count. No, it does. We've done it before. Yeah, I didn't count. I usually, I I usually, usually, what happens is I will. I will personally just remove those films for the sake that we we discussed them in 2022, but they came out from the year before, and I will I, and I will just go okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put these in my honorable mentions because you know like w- w- it was the year before. You know your 50 episode argument is going a little thin now because you're changing the number of episodes that we could talk about. No, no, no these are still from the 50 episodes that we talked about. Mm-hmm. These are within that range, but usually I will just discount any of the films that came out the previous year that we catch. And this is actually a good reason why we should wait even longer because these two films would have been. <laughs> In my twenty, this was why uh, I did this. Is that I was I looked at these two films and I said there is absolutely a hundred percent chance that these two films would appear in my twenty twenty one list had we reviewed them in twenty twenty one. Should we just stop then? Should we kick this down the road a couple months? Yeah, let's just wait a couple months, or (laughs) let's go back and re-edit our twenty twenty one list. No, my first pick, my number ten movie of the year, is the Worst Person in the World by Joaquin Trier, which is a movie. I absolutely loved, and again, I would have, I would have a thousand percent put this in my list very high in 2021, had it not been for the fact that we were discussed it in 2022. Um, I, I think this is such a beautiful portrait of this very specific time in your life when you're not quite, we, you're kind of grown up, but you're not quite grown up yet, and and 
The thing that's surprising about it is for a movie that seems so laid back and casual, it's really magical and at times um at times it kind of takes leaps of the imagination which are just extraordinary to watch and feel yeah. and I just remember watching this at like midnight and feeling exhilarated. Yeah, it was it 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 moved me more than I expected it yeah. to. Uh had I been following the same rules there's a chance it definitely would have made my honorable mentions. Uh I don't know if it would have made my list, but I, I see. Look, any ire I sound right now is just from the rules bending, not for the film. The but, film but, is. But excellent. this rule was my own rule, which is I was just I would just take those movies off. I didn't say you. I didn't say you had to do it. I know. And no, then but this you, year, no, you didn't I take said, them no. off. You put them on. You yeah. added them to the and, time. And, and then here's the interesting thing: is that I felt strongly about these to basically not that that normally I would put these as honorable mentions, but I felt so strongly about these two films. That I was like, no, I'm actually going to leave the honorable mentions as honorable mentions, and I'm going to put these into the list. Yeah, you you felt so strongly you were willing to listen to me bitch for three minutes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Matt, well, that 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 is that is a a very good compliment to that. Film, yeah, it's so films. good, it's so good. Go back and listen to that. But Matt, what is your number ten movie? Mine is not controversial, but okay. it shocked me. Okay, when I was building this list, and all of a sudden I put this down, I was like, no, that's not. That's oh, not God, it is. Uh, that, that is the film Ambulance. Ambulance. Ambu-L-A-N-S. Ambu-L-A-N-S. The drone movie. Yeah. (laughs) The Michael Michael Bay drone drone extravaganza. I gotta tell you, man, that is a movie that snuck up on me three weeks after I watched it. Okay. Uh, the more I sort of read about it and the more I looked into some things and like, the more I, I have wanted to go – in all of the films on my list, it's the film that I've wanted to go back and rewatch the most and have not yet. Right. Um, I have gone back and rewatched some of them on my list, but this is the only one that I've wanted to that I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, it is weirdly – the more I think about it, everything I want from Michael Bay. <laughs> it's, 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 it's losing a lot of, like, the bullshit from the Transformers movies and a lot of, like – weird tropey overly sexist kind of things and like going toward and, and like or like pure military worship into <laughs> like more complicated things and interesting protagonists and women that aren't objects and, and but like uh, still has Jake Gyllenhaal in a turtleneck Jake Gil- <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal in this fucking movie is a, a goddamn force of nature in a turtleneck and, and a chain I, yeah, and a turtleneck he's in a turtleneck I, and a chain turtleneck right? and chains there's songs about it yeah um <laughs> and I just I I the, it, it's funny. Here's the reason. The, the the moment when I was like, this can't be on my top ten list. This is bullshit. <laughs> and then I remembered the pure joy of the sailing moment. The sailing. Of the moment in the thing when they're when they're driving the ambulance and they have the sh- shot cop in the back and it's super hectic. And they put in earbuds and they sing sailing. <laughs> and they're just singing together in the car. And then it cuts back to the EMT and the thing. And like they, she can't hear it because the needle drop isn't for her. Right. It's like the two moments when the brothers are just like, vibing in this terrible situation (laughs) oh and then like 10 minutes later they're operating on a spleen with with doctors at golf courses on on on, uh, facetime it's it's fucking maddening the drone work while while uh i didn't think it always worked was just hyper impressive that he basically hired some like (laughs) the teenage drone pilot racer (laughs) to like take huge expensive cameras and like they had to like slow him down to get the shots because the kid was too fast it's it's a fascinating like look into where michael bay's mind is right now and 
I, I, look, I, I I am as shocked as the next person that it is my number 10. <laughs> uh, I remember the first, I think, 10 to 15 minutes of it. Kind of reminded me of the way I felt watching the first 10 to 15 minutes of Martin Scorsese's Gangs of New York. Ah. Which was that I was like, oh man, this movie's gonna kick my yep. fucking ass. Yeah, yeah. And then, I don't know if it was, if my ass was uh, was completely kicked. Was but, thoroughly kicked? Yeah, it was kind of like lightly padded. Alright, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes same with Martin, a... same with Gangs of New York. My ass was lightly padded. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, well, so that was our number 10. Alright. And if I'm following the format correctly, it's time... No one wants to just hear from us. No. That's boring as fuck. What you want to hear is from you, listener. Me? Me? No, No, not you. you. Although I did just point at the camera, which is looking at you. Sorry, that was very confusing. I apologize for the one person in the audience that is here right now that can see me. Um... Uh, No, we have, we asked uh, you all, dear listeners, to send us in some of your top tens, and uh, we have some written ones, and we have some audio ones, so let's go through two of those right now. And we may have, uh, by the way, these written ones were sent in quite a while ago, so we may have have read these out already, but I I love these lists, I love the fact that people actually put a lot of thought into their lists, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I want to shout these out again, so uh, the first list coming in from Vincent... Uh, who also has started a new podcast of his own. Uh, we'll link to the show notes on that one. But uh, so and, and take his list as an indicator of the things that he likes and would be yes. willing to talk to you about. At number 10, coming in hot. Nope. Number 9, with a jet engine, Top Gun Maverick. Number 8, quieting down a little bit. All quiet on the western front. <laughs> number 7, uh, hissing all the way. Puss in Boots 2. Is oh. it Puss in Boots 2? Puss in Boots 3. No one knows. No one one knows. (laughs) Uh, Hot take, a movie that is on your honorable mentions list, After Sun. Mm. Another movie that is on your honorable mention list, Glass Onion. Another movie that is on my honorable mention list, (laughs) RRR. A movie that uh, they, Vincent wrote us an email about and discussed uh, the documentary, The Territory. Another movie that is on my honorable mention list, Prey, the Comanche D-Dub, by the way. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent film. Uh, and number t- uh, obviously excellent because it came in at number two on Vincent's list. Mm-hmm. And number one, a film that I think we're going to see a few times on everybody's list this time around, is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. That's a good list. That is That's a good, a good list. list. Yeah. That's uh, a great list. There's, a, there's, yeah, I, I, I respect that very much, Vincent. Thank you for sending that Particularly in. Particularly the territory. I, I, Vincent, again, thank you for, for um, giving a shout out to the territory. I will uh, make some time to see that movie because, because you put it on the list. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have an audio top 10 from Jacob. All right. Friend of the show, Jacob. 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 Take it away. Top 10. Here we go. Hit the road. The road trip that I didn't understand but felt. Empire of Light. Reminded me of when I worked at a movie theater last summer and I could feel it even though that was across the pond and in a different era. Barbarian. I spoil the funny part of this movie to everyone I talk to. You know the part. The Batman, a mucky film that surprised me in where it went and how it got there. The Bob's Burgers movie. I wasn't in love with this movie, but I am now on season six of the show. Men, what a swing, and for me, a moody metaphorical hit. And speaking of metaphorical hits, nope, another one with a bit more of a blockbustery budget. Petite Maman. I wasn't sure what this film was doing until the tears started. Everything, everywhere, all at once. How was this not my number once pick? I don't know. Maybe because After Sun. Such a specific story, uh, but you can just feel the life in the way that the scenes of this film uh, just breathe in the way that they're shot, and it's just so beautiful. All right, I think it's all the time I have. Ah, Jacob, Jacob. what a look. Can I tell you something? Sure. Based on the, uh, I re- I did read Jacob's list earlier, 
And based on that, I actually went sought out a film that he reminded me of that I hadn't seen. I watched it last night. A movie called Hit the Road uh, by Pandara Pahanahi, who's mm-hmm. the daughter of Jafar Panahi. And my God, that movie blew me away. The kid in this movie is the most adorable kid I think I've seen in any movie at any time. And it's it does this amazing thing, which is that um, it kind of feels like they just let him do his thing. Why not? Be- because this kid is so great on camera. Um, and then it's so brilliantly directed. Uh, you know, we had a conversation about foreign films a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I think there's this thing, which is that I kind of felt, and maybe I'm, I'm misperceiving it, but people think foreign films are serious. And now this film does deal with something serious. <laughs> But it's hilarious, and it's adorable, and it's so much fun to watch. And uh, I would just highly recommend You can rent it on Apple for four ninety nine. Hit the Road is so, so good. And I, again, uh, I really appreciate people writing in movies on their list uh, yeah. that I can go out and see. And side note, I love that Bob's Burgers was on the list and that the reason it was is because now you're watching the show. That's amazing, Jacob. Yeah. Also, really happy to see men on the list. I didn't uh, get to see Alex Garland's follow-up Annihilation, but yeah. Um, that that's the thing. I was really into it, and then it just slipped by. So I'm so glad. This is a good reminder for me to go to go check out some men, and also Petit Maman, which is a movie, f- film yep. that we have uh, discussed, and I think kind of is an echo of um, After Sun as well. Mm. Uh, both A24 films, both dealing with parental relationships, uh, both really beautiful. Uh, Celine Siama's film Petit Maman, which I did see in a theater, I think in 2021. Sure. Um, But yeah, no, great list uh, so far from Vincent and Jacob. Yes. All right, moving on to our number nine. By the way, Shahir, because you've said that these two are on your, that were, they were, we're dealing with sort of different time periods of the podcast. Again, I'll, sure, I'm going to change my thing from before, my prediction. Instead of four to two, like four of the same and then two at the same position, I'm changing it to three on the same overall on the list between okay. us and one in the same position. Okay. I'm just I'm I'm adjusting due to the rules changing around me. <laughs> the rules uh, changing around <laughs> you. The number nine film on my list came out in 20, 2021, and we only saw it and discussed it in 2022. And oh, I Jesus. would have happily probably pretty easily put this as my number one film of 2021 had it uh, had we done it at that time but is Wes Anderson's uh, portmanteau film The French Dispatch this has w- a short film on it that I've watched probably four or five times this year because I always just kind of want to just hear it again and that is the story of Jeffrey Wright uh, as uh, Roebuck um, uh, who is a author who has been trapped in a prison uh, or he, he, some, he's on a mission to get a meal and there is another prisoner trapped in the prison that he was once trapped in. The story is so circular, involves an animation sequence. Uh, I just fell head over heels for this movie. It is the most Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson has ever Wes Anderson, but sure. I was there for it. And, I, and I'm a person who loves Wes Anderson, but also appreciates a little too much Wes Anderson can be a little bit too much Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. But this was just the right amount of Wes Anderson, and that was a lot of Wes Anderson. So I am there for all of the Andersons. Thank you, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Um, all right, fair, fair, fair. What was uh, your number nine? So my number nine would take your number nine and trap it uh, in the woods and just murder the hell out of it. My number nine is Prey. Ah, Prey. Prey is This so movie 
snuck up on me like a cloaked, seven-foot-tall, muscle-bound uh, death trap alien. Yeah. And just l- took my breath away in in ways I didn't know that a, <laughs> I say this very lightly, Hulu original, eh, it's not really. It's also, Fox like the, the thing. fifth or sixth sequel in a franchise? In a, in a franchise that has been tails, t- like diving Pretty terrible. Down. I like, will there's say, only one good movie in it, right? Um, I, You know, okay. Prior to this one? Yeah, there's only one good movie. No, okay. I will say this. Predator 1, masterpiece. Yeah. Predator 2. Uh, fun. 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 And best tagline for a film ever, he's in town he's with a few days to kill. kill. Um, then there is Predator. Yeah. Or The, the pre- Predator. I don't know. The one with Adrian Brody is The one where they get dropped on a planet. I haven't seen it. I heard it was okay. It is interesting. Yeah. And then the one that Shane Black did. Yeah. Not, uh, Predators not, yeah. or The Predator. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was mm-hmm. hot garbage. Alien versus Predator 1 and 2. I mean, schlocky if you're in the mood. I saw one on a drive-in. It was fine. Uh, and then to have this just come out the gate. Like, this is the formula. Yeah. This is the formula. Drop the Predator in historical moments. Yeah. That's all I want. That's all I want. It's so good. Uh, just And also, just like... I don't know, like just solid sci-fi action, not no bullshit, mm. just like really good fights and and setup and setting up, setting up characters you give a shit about in a Predator movie is important, right? <laughs> uh, and they do that, and it's really really nice to see. Also, the Comanche dub uh, is very very cool. I am so glad that they were able to do that. That is why Prey is my number nine. I pray mm. that you all watch it if you have not. It's mm. pretty available. It it's, is pretty available. Well, you have Hulu. It's pretty available. Yeah. Uh, great pick. I, you know, I, look, I'm, that that was one I am sad that is on my honorable mentions list, but it's on my you, honorable mentions list for a reason. You did. Which is it. that it's, gr- like, the movies on my honorable mentions list are always like, these are great movies. I would watch any of these in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, yeah, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, okay. So, now everybody. A little bit of setup. So this is the first clip. I'm going to play these in chronological order, Shahir. Okay. So as these go, basically at parties, I bring people into the studio for my holiday party and I have them talk about their favorite film they saw in 2022. Mm. Uh, They start pretty succinct. (laughs) And by the end of these, because of libations and frivolity, um, they get weird. So this one makes a lot of sense. Uh, I would like to uh, invite to the floor a friend of the show, SVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrea Paredes, a uh, friend of ours from MTV back in the day, and someone named Bob. Bob. Uh, yeah. Let's, Bob sounds let's, great. Let's listen to yeah, Bob. Bob so- <laughs> sure does sound great. Let's listen to what they think their favorite films of 2022 are. I am here with Andrea SVP, and of course, my my cinematic... Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Sorry, I don't actually know your name. Your mystery guest, Bob. Wow. Oh, fuck me. Okay, uh, wow. we're going to talk about our favorite films of the year. Uh, SVP, why don't you start off? What's your favorite movie you saw in 2022? Well, um, <clears throat> sorry to be predictable, but uh, <laughs> I will go with uh, Wakanda Forever. Okay, oh. all right. It was really um, fucking good. Choice. Yeah, it really it was. It was amazing. Um, and, and so here's the thing. In, in terms of getting me to cry, I think this movie actually broke Color Purple's record Shit. Wow. of like two minutes and something. It was like, okay, wow. Um, <clears throat> you know, because they, they gave, obviously, Chadwick his uh, his flowers yeah. mm-hmm. in that respect. And it was a great thing to uh, experience and, and, you know, that he was acknowledged and everything. I know a lot of people are a little uh, wound up because 
you know, they feel maybe the the role should have been just recasted like all the other sort of Disagree. things. But I, I, I like yeah. But I like the progression. I like the fact that Shuri inherits the mantle and and in a way that makes Marvel sense. Yeah, and honestly, in a way that makes Shuri sense. Yes. Like which I, I really appreciate it because it was she was never into any of that shit and she like scienced it to mm-hmm. being the thing. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there was that. I get it. Me. I like it. Yeah. So. Andrea. Hi. What's your favorite film of 2022 that you've seen? So I will be honest and say that, like, there was nothing that stood out in my mind Mm. specifically. And, you know, I saw most of the marquee movies out there. But I'm going to throw Top Gun out there, Maverick. All right. Specifically because, and this is more of a personal thing, but I went in with such low expectations (laughs) for something that was (laughs) supposed to be released for years on end. And obviously, pandemic things happen. It's cool. Um, But I went in. I had to actually go watch it. It wasn't... Wasn't like a. I'm gonna go in and just watch it because I wanted to. Sure, I had to watch it and I watched it and I will just say maybe I clapped a little bit at the end. Maybe there was some blurred vision. I just felt like it was a very good um, closing of the story. A lot of full circle moments. I thought it was beautifully shot cinematically. I think I I enjoyed it as a human unexpectedly. Yeah, it's a great movie theater movie. There's no yes. question. Yes, and I saw it in IMAX. So I mean, there you go. Hello. There you go, Bob. Bob, take Bob. (laughs) Bob, take us home. What was your favorite film of 2022? He's getting ready to judge me. It's totally fine. Well, um, I uh, no, I can't give up this one. Oh my God, you're here. You're Bob. How did you get here? The disguise. I've been putting on a beard and and long hair for the last uh, two years (laughs) just for this moment. Wow. And I am now finally revealing. That it was Misha here all along. Holy wow. shit. I know. Wow. Um, what have I seen that was great? I have seen one movie that I thought was amazing that you reviewed on the podcast that I didn't get to review on the podcast. Hmm. Uh, and that was Good Luck to You, Leo Grant. Oh, so good. It's no. so good. So Emma good. Thompson in that film, I think, just really demonstrates a performance can be captivating by doing the barest of minimums. Mm-hmm. And it's really an amazing performance. And I, I think her and the young gentleman who was in it, whose name I actually don't know, um, just really play off each other so beautifully. And the final shot of that, one, of that film, it, it's so beautifully timed. It's such a powerful statement to what the movie was talking about in terms of like a, an older woman finding her sexuality and being okay with herself. So that was my that was my uh, good one deal. As a last thing, I do want to say I'm very thankful to still have all of you in my yeah. lives, and I love that you're here at this party where I drag people in to talk about <laughs> films for Shahir and I's podcast. Uh, it does. It means an absolute lot to me, and you guys are some of my oldest uh, New York friends, and it's really lovely that we're all like still here. So thank you very much. Love thank to you. be here. Thank all right. Absolutely. Also, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Are we doing this? Yes. Ooh. yes. Wow. 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 So that's just so did, everyone knows. Did that turn into a college dorm room all of a sudden? It did. It did. Uh, just so everyone knows, that's the lightest level of drunk that that <laughs> that all of these clips get. So, uh, and, and and to for context, I don't drink, so that was it. Yeah. Uh, so it was it, the reveal of Bob, one of my favorite twists of 2022. Like a Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can I give you another twist? Yeah. Which is that we're going to jump into our number eights right now, and I don't need to talk about it at all because my number eight movie, by pure coincidence, <laughs> happened to be Good Luck to You, but Good Luck to You, Leo Grande. Everything, everything Bob said about that movie, I 100% agree with, and it is actually my number eight movie of the year.
What what a fortuitous circumstance, listeners. Yeah. This that was is not, not planned. planned. <laughs> yeah. uh, this I literally this is the order of operations <laughs> that I put. I prep these things in based on the chronology of the party. Wow, it's like a Tetris piece that just fell into place. That's wonderful. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, that's a that's a fucking great movie. Um, also, uh, I, I I'm curious, uh, sort of as a side note, and uh, how many. Uh, like overlaps in the party that there will be. Okay. So right now we I'm, have I'm one for Leo Grand. Look, we have yeah. Okay. We, we have one for Wakanda and we have one for Top Gun. Well, look, if we're talking about who's winning the the movie top ten list right now, mm-hmm. so far Wakanda Forever has had two mentions, but one was honorable. It doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. Also, After Sun has two mentions. One was honorable. Maybe okay. okay. Maybe an honorable gives you a half a point. Jesus, okay, God, okay, son. I, these, these things look like a demon's resume. All right, all right. All right but all Wakanda right. Forever is winning the pod, is winning, it, it is, is winning, winning, right? It's winning currently. It is winning the movies of 2022. Okay, cool. Well, my number eight uh, will not change the standings. Okay. <laughs> my number eight, uh, it's a small story. Mm-hmm. Um, th- probably the smallest story that that will be on any of our lists. Uh, and that is Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Marcel the Shell. Uh, again, I went into this film knowing nothing. I didn't watch the YouTube things. I didn't know this was anything. And I <coughs> I couldn't believe how much this movie got into my brain. Like, I just found myself thinking about it and just different things. And, like, I, I, I coined the term in my mind, it is a film of a thousand small truths. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and it wraps it up in a, in a beautifully resonant, uh, bow about like your, your family and, and, um, sort of like purpose in a weird way yeah. and, uh, mortality. And it's all a little animated shell or a little stop motion shell voiced by Jenny Slate. Uh, and it is, it, it, it knocked me out and I did not expect it. Um, it's delightful. So good. So flipping good. Uh, if you have not seen it. Uh, and uh, which I, I feel like most people, maybe people haven't heard about it. I have no idea because I, I didn't. It's nominated for an Oscar this year against Guillermo yeah. del Toro's uh, film. So, you know, hopefully more people will see it because of that. Exactly. And um, maybe they'll learn who Isabella Rosalini is. Maybe. May, maybe. You know what? <laughs> maybe. She's not just the woman in Matrix Reloaded. There you go. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so now we move on to our second clip of the evening. For some more favorites, some more some 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 more uh, Topam fam in this in this one here, if I remember correctly, take it away, me. Thank you, me to tossing to me. Uh, we're here with Matt Red and Izzy. Uh, hi, hi everyone. Hey, Woo. what's up? Hi, uh, hi Matt. Tell me, hi. Wow. How? <laughs> what was the favorite film that you saw in 2022? Uh, so my favorite film was Barbarian, uh, which. I knew two things about the movie before I watched it. Okay. One, that it was named Barbarian. Yep. And two, that it was a horror movie. <laughs> Great. That was it. Uh, and it was amazing, and I won't say anything more about it, because if you haven't seen it, you should go through that journey. No, that movie was great. <laughs> what do you got, buddy? Okay, so here's the problem. Oh, God, fuck. I've seen a really good movie this year. Okay. A fantastic movie this great. year. Great. But I can't tell you what it is yet. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you tell so, me? Can you tell me? Hold on. Sounds hold on, hold fantastic. On. Yeah, hold on. yeah it's, 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 I mean, it sounds. This is correct. It sounds it's, wonderful. It's gonna blow your mind. Can you say? Yes. Can you say easily where you saw it? Yes, in a theater. Can you say who showed it to you? Yes, me. Can you say who made it? 
Yeah, sure. Why not? Martin Scorsese. Okay. Oh okay. Okay. Uh, can, last last question. Will Francesca Scorsese make a TikTok about it? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'm going to go with probably. Okay. Uh, great. Yeah, yeah. If you could name the film without naming the film, if you could rename the film right now, what would you, Red, name the film? And then that'll be the last question we ask you. Um, the devastating history that we never tell ourselves about our country. How's that? I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty fucking yeah. good title. But I wow. also had a great year because I have an intern. I, I have an apprentice. Yeah. And the apprentice hasn't seen a lot of movies, so it's been about educating him in film. Okay. And mm. it also had me allowed me to like. Okay, wait. I have to go, walk somebody through like film one one. So I was like, well, what do I do? So one of the first films that popped in my mind that I would have never expected, Catch Twenty Two from nineteen seventy. Okay. Mike Nichols. Yeah. Yeah. Love that, it. that 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 shot. Where they're walking around and all the planes are taken off. Oh, it's an incredible shot. It's like, uh, it's like technical filmmaking perfection 101. You just have to look at the shot. If you haven't seen Catch 22, you have to go see Catch 22. All right, without a doubt. There Good go. deal. All right, excellent. And not the Hulu series. No, <laughs> no I didn't even know it existed until after. I was like, no, stop watching that. I said, like, stop <laughs> away. Like, no. All right, exactly. Izzy, favorite film not on Hulu? Go. Uh, no, I'm just gonna be a basic bitch about it and say something pro- someone's probably already said on this, which is Tar. No one said it yet, but you, this, is, this is the second group recorded, so I bet someone you Tar will, will come it. up again. <laughs> tar. It was great. I saw it again last night. I'm obsessed with it. Tar's really good. I would say that I think a lot of modern filmmakers are scared of presenting um, people who are both deeply wrong but maybe slightly sympathetic. Sure. Or... Uh, people who are correct but are also kind of annoying. It's just kind of a mix of, of types of people who um, are sometimes right and sometimes wrong and nothing is entirely correct and things conflict with each other and you have to think about it layer by layer and take things as they come. And uh, I feel like that's rarer and rarer and I appreciate it when I see it and that's how I felt about Tar. Hell yeah. Hey, everyone. Hi. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for talking your movies. Or one of you not talking your movies. I really enjoyed not saying anything. I, I, I enjoyed hearing you say nothing. Ah, Lydia Tarr, rising. And of course, the Martin Scorsese movie that uh, Rid is referring to is uh, no, no Secrets right now. It'll be released next year, Killers of the Flower Moon. I've read the book. It's terrific. Uh, I believe it's going to be a three and a half hour movie. There's a, a great conversation going on right now about the length of movies. Guardian uh, published an article about that, which I uh, I thought was thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, but we got uh, coming up on the ranks, we got Barbarian, Killers of the Flower Moon, which I'm guessing nobody else has seen, and Tar, which I'm guessing is going to appear a number of times. It'd be weird if lots of people said the Scorsese movie, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, like, like, wait, everyone, saw of the, what, yeah. everyone saw Killers of the Flower Moon and didn't invite us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, Scorsese was up there and he goes, is Mancha here in the room? Okay, good. We can start. <laughs> <laughs> Not after the last time. Jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah, and thank you. Thank you, Izzy, Red, and Matt T for your contributions. All right, moving on to number seven. Number seven. My number seven has appeared on your honorable mentions. Okay. Does that uh, how does that line up on your list? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, but uh, okay. It, I'm not counting honorable mention mentions to be on the three to one ratio. So it's it's and it doesn't matter. But you did guess that this would be on my list. Oh, it is Charlotte Wells' film After Sun. 
which I thought was um, haunting, absolutely haunting, Um, and also uh, surprisingly short and succinct. It almost it had the so there's this thing about certain feature films, especially first time feature films, that the translation from doing a short film into a feature film doesn't quite work. You know, someone tries to make. the question you're always asking is, does the person who made the short have the legs or does their story have the legs to run a feature? Mm. And there's an interesting thing with, with After Sun, which is that it feels like a short film that is perfectly calibrated. Um, it is, you know, a hot 90 minutes or something like that. Very short and succinct. But it is, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a single idea told beautifully and evocatively and very confidently as well. There's a lot of adjectives there. Um, um, and creates this entire, like, really self-contained examination of a human being at a difficult time in their lives. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I, you know, first time film, uh, was absolutely blown away by it. Such a great movie. It really is. The, the, I think, I think the last shot of mm. that movie. Yeah. Might be my favorite shot of 2022. Oh, that's a that's a good question. What are our favorite shots? I mean, I I, I just that knocked like because and it's not that like it was, it was uh, so much technical excellence despite like it was it, it was, was that, pretty technically excellent. It was, but like other things were technically excellent too. I think though the 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 effectiveness of that last shot was built on a very careful machine that was constructed of the entire film leading to that last shot mm. and it was just the perfect button the perfect endpoint for yeah. for that story it was that is that movie's fucking great um what's your number 7 <sighs> well, we keep going down this list. It's just an, another one's gone, another one gets on, and another, another one, one rides the, the bus. <laughs> they ride the bus. It's, and we're doing weird. The Al Yankovic story weird is my the number I- seven. Al Yankovic story. I cannot. This ex- came up hotter than Black Panda, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever you. It did. It did. Then after sun. Uh, so here's the deal. The night of the coconut. There is a lack in cinema. Of Weird Al Yankovic, and I, and, and I, I say that, and it's like ha 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 ha. It's fucking true. Like it, it's it's both a joke and the realest thing I've said thus far. There is a the man has a sort of comedic timing and and not even timing. I don't know what it is. Style like I, it 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 transcends a lot of other comedy for me. And in a world where, to be perfectly honest, there's not a lot of there are movies that are very funny. But straight up comedies seem like they're being made less and less, or the ones that I'm interested in at least are being made less and less. And this this made me feel like I was watching UHF for the first time. Yeah. And and it just felt so like like the most loving love letter, not afraid to poke fun, but then admit that it's poking fun and then kind of make him seem cooler than he is, even though that's part of the joke. Like it the whole thing was amazing. The only flaw, honestly. And, and, and you know what? This isn't even a flaw. This is a the only um, alternate uh, thing that I would change is I want to own this. I want to own a physical copy of this movie. And I right. think because it's a Roku original, I never will. Yeah, you might. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Anyway, uh, I, I, I was blown away by this. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al was amazing. Uh, uh, I... I, I I don't know. I this is another film that I literally like think about and think about the jokes and just laugh like by myself. <laughs> uh, and and a comedy hasn't done that in a minute. So I I don't know. I'm just I'm very thankful that it existed. I'm very thankful. Like you could see something like this happening for a lot of uh, a lot of different stuff, but like to have it actually work 
was amazing. And I don't know. If you haven't watched it, it is free. You can just go watch it with commercials on Roku. They do a really good job on Roku. Yeah. So anyway, that was my, yeah, my number seven. Weird, weird, the Al Yankovic story. (laughs) All right. So far, Matt, by the way, Mm. we have no overlap. I know. Uh, No, we have one. Um, what, What was it? No, we have we have one overlap in our honorable mentions. I I, I put it, I should write these down. I, I've got I I've got scratch. you. I got you. Your ambulance pray. Marcel Lachelle with shoes shoes on. Weird the Wild Alan Yankovic story. I got the worst person. French dispatch. Good luck to you, Leo Grant. And after sun, after sun is the only thing that has come up. It's oh, on your honorable mentions. Oh yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Thank you for no my correction. I'm crossing it out. All right. Well, let's see if the so still uh, Wakanda Forever I believe is in the no no after sun has one and a half. Yeah, but okay, Wakanda so Forever has has two. Does it have two? One and a half. No, it's got one and a half because it's an honorable Oh, nature. you're right. So they're they're neck and neck. Here we go. One and a half. Okay, neck and neck. Let's see if this will change the tune. Here's another party clip. Hey, thanks so much for hearing, Matt. You guys are very handsome and good at podcasting. I'm here with uh, Joe, Marlos, and Jordan. We're talking best films that we've seen in 2022. It really emphasize scene. Like, somebody might talk about a movie that they read or something. Jordan, I'm gonna, you know what? Go first, buddy. You just voted. Congratulations! <laughs> what film did you see in 2022 that you loved? You know what? For once, it's easy for me. Everything, everywhere, all at once. All right. Like, 100% favorite movie. It's, it's like, top three favorite movies ever for me now. Because it has just such a good feel. Like, it, it hits the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the, the feel of it. Is just right. It's not the word I want, but it's flavor, the tombra. Yeah, the tombra, the flavor, the mouth all of feel. those wheels. The mouthfeel was perfect. Okay, right. I was like any other spoon, and this would have been wrong. But this is the all right spoon. Okay. This is the right meal. Everything about it. See, we yeah. got to an actual meaningful review of everything, everywhere, all at once by that statement. All right, who wants to go next? So go. All um, right. So I was thinking about everything, everywhere, all at once, and then I saw, um, what was it? 3,000 Years of Longing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was amazing. Yes! Like, absolutely amazing. Just, like, one of the most visually brilliant movies, uh, movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Stunning. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. Um, yeah, and it was, what was it? George Miller, right? Mm-hmm. Fury, Fury Road and, uh, and Babe 2. Babe 2 Mad Max. <laughs> yep. The father of Mad Max. Yep. Um, Happy Feet? Am I right on that? Mm-hmm. To Sheer, don't check me on this. Joe, what are we, are we wrong? Are we right? No, I'm looking at my own movie. Oh. <laughs> Just to make sure that oh. I can oh. well, give accurate... Uh... Take us home, buddy. Okay, my favorite movie this year was by Claire Denis. Okay. French director. She did High Life, probably mm-hmm. the one most people are aware of. Yeah. It's called Both Sides of the Blade. It's with Juliette Binoche, still the most beautiful woman in, in, in film uh, at any age. And it's, it's very simple. It's uh, marriage, affair, anxiety, tears, in, in, in that order. But it was shot so... Uh, without any sort of um, artifice at all. It was so good at daily life and it really lingered on this sort of middle-aged affair. And I'm making it sound really depressing and boring. No! But it it, it was great. It sounds French. Things like the the front door... In the best way. The front door closing, like the figuring out how to download Signal, like the turning the phone over, all this sort of stuff was just done really... Like, un- unflinchingly, but I think Julia Spinoche is great, and it just—it's—it's it's best where it just stays on her face. There we go. All right, both sides of the blade. Uh, Claire Denis coming into the list. Um, you got she... a triple tie now, though. What's that? 
We got a triple tie now. We got a triple tie in uh, what are we? What's, Three thousand years of longing, Wakanda Forever, and After Sun each have one and a half. Whoa! Everyone's got an honorable mention and a best pick from everyone. Yeah. Um, I saw my first Claire Denis movie this year. Actually, to be honest with you, mm. she is a filmmaker. I feel like I haven't watched enough of. I, I wanted to see High Life. Bo Travai, uh, I should uh, apologize. Uh, did come in uh, in the Sight and Sound Top 100 list quite high this year. So I do need to check that out. I remember that was one of my cinemat- uh, a cinematography. I worked with uh, said it was one of his favorite movies of all time and one of the most beautifully shot films of all time but the movie I saw for the first time this year was White Materials with uh, with Highlander himself Christopher Lambert really? Uh, yeah and uh, as a South African coffee farmer uh, protecting his farm in the last days of uh, uh, of an anti-colonial revolution Whoa, what um, year was that? Uh, that came out in ooh, I want to say 2000 uh, it would be in the 2000 noughts it would be like 2012 oh, or something like okay. that okay cool 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 um, and with Isabelle Huppert. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, it was delicious. Uh, and uh, no, so I'm eager to see both sides of the blade based on that. Uh, and also, you know, it reminded me of Jonathan Blade. What are we getting? Yeah, at? I was going to say both sides of Jonathan Blade. <laughs> Blade. <laughs> we, you know how people say they have a parasocial relationship with uh, podcast hosts? Sure. We have a parasocial relationship with the listeners. <laughs> like, I was like, I feel like I know these people, but I was like, yeah. maybe I don't. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I saw them in the street, I would walk up to them and be like, "Hey guys," and, and they like, would be the so weird away out. from me. Yeah, 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 yeah. A thousand percent, you and me both. <laughs> All right, well, this is bringing us into number six. Shahir, what is your number six film of twenty twenty two? Well, I say this is going to be one of the great equalizers because this is the first movie that we have in common. <gasps> uh, so it is one of your top uh, top uh, six, uh, which is Seven, yeah. Marcel the Shell Yay! with shoes on. By Dean Fleischerkamp. I just I, like I and I look. I think everything you said about it is kind of the reason why to love it. M- reason I love it is it made my son giggle so much. He was just he like this sort of uncontrollable giggle at just how delightful Marcel was. Like my son actually fell off his chair at one point, and and that just made me so happy watching oh. that movie. And and for for that reason, it should probably be my number one movie. Uh, to be honest with you, but, but no, uh, but no, but fuck that kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I love it. And, uh, you know, look in the conversation of Guillermo del Toro, you know, like it's going to be, it's up for best, uh, animated feature. Uh, I, yeah, I obviously would vote for this, um, uh, in that, in that category, just cause I think it, it plays with the form in beautiful ways. It has interesting ideas and it's just such a delightful, beautiful story. Yeah, no, agreed. All right, what do you got? Uh, my number six, actually, it's my number six for the exact same reason. It's that it made your son giggle a bunch. Mm. Barbarian. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, in yeah, the theater. I, I took him. Uh, yeah. I hope you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we followed it up with Predator. What are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Barbarian, I, I, I got to say, also, with, with this, uh, now there's a tie between Marcel and Barbarian. Okay. Uh, with two full points. Ooh, um, Barbarian with two points. Uh, so this movie, I this reminded me how much I love going into horror unknown. Mm. I, it, and and the power I will say of an excellent trailer, not spoiling the film. Mm-hmm. I got the vibe of it. Nothing in the trailer other than a few quick shots was uh, outside of the first 20 minutes of this film, and everything felt like a surprise. 
Okay. Um, I was blown away by this. It's funny, Keith, Tess, and AJ, the characters, you know, obviously all played by what well, AJ was Justin Long, Bill Skarsgård was Keith, and uh, Georgina Campbell was Tess, are like easily top five horror protagonists for me, like in of all time. I yeah. this movie, I would buy that. It reinv it does. It, it, this is the thing. It doesn't reinvent. It reminds you. Hmm. It reminds you what excellent horror can be. And it, does it get campy at the end? You bet your fucking ass it does. <laughs> it doesn't matter because it plays the game so goddamn well. Uh, I I just, oh, God. I, that is a movie I will happily. That's a movie where if someone's like, mm, man, I feel like watching something scary. I will, obvi- I will forever for the rest of my life be like, yo, you see Barbarian? And then that is the thing that I will pitch if they have not seen it. It, uh, it kind of reminds me, you know, the way you started talking about it then, uh, I actually thought about Wes Anderson when he, I'm uh, not Wes Anderson, Wes Craven, mm. when Wes Craven made Scream. Uh, you yeah. know, in terms of like, so so this was made by a filmmaker who hasn't, you know, hasn't got a track record. Uh, the, uh, I've forgotten his name, but uh, why is uh, Zach you know? Krieger? Zach Krieger. Um, but has that kind of air of reinvention about it where it's like willfully playing with the genre but also enjoying the traits of the genre that it's mm-hmm. that it's coming from um and uh, i think the 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 news is zach krieger scored like a really big payday for his next film uh which is uh, which was heavily surrounded by a bidding war so uh eager to see more from mr zach krieger yeah no i think i think uh, i'm looking forward to it. I, I i think the scream analogy is quite apt mm. uh scream uh Again, was a reinvention slash reminder of what horror could be, and I do think that Barbarian and and the the hype around it, mm. um, the word of mouth hype around it yeah. is word of we'll, mouth we'll hype. do that. Yeah, <laughs> the word of mouth. Real hype. good mouth hype. Yeah, lots of lots of good mouth hype. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of mouth hype, here's okay. some more mouths hyping films they loved in 2022. <laughs> I'm here with Pat, Isabel, and Jamie. Hey. Hi, Hello. everyone. Welcome to me grilling you about your favorite films of 2022. This does not have to necessarily be that they came out in 2022, just that you saw in 2022. Oh, really? Jeez, you just threw that wrench in the works. No, no, no. I'm going to stick with mine. Okay. You want to go with yours? Jamie, kick us off. Um, So I'm assuming that no one else has talked about this film because not many people saw this film. And I think that's a shame. Don't worry, darling. Okay. Okay. Lots of controversy. Lots of lots of red carpet controversy. Apparently. Lots, lots of what's his face spitting on Chris Pine. He maybe did that. I'm 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 un, I don't have the answer to that, uh, and I don't necessarily care. Honestly, if you're a famous person that gets your job done, maybe you can spit on Chris Pine. Wow. I don't. I like Chris Pine. Anyway. Okay. So that movie um, <laughs> is fun. It's really great. It's a good sci-fi thing. It it's it the costumes are beautiful, the sets are beautiful, the actors are all fun and cool and everything feels great and it's funny in the right spots and it's spooky in the right spots. Is it a perfect film? No, but it's pretty goddamn good. And I am sad that uh, the 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 drama attached to it took away from it because it, it should have been, I would say, uh, a bigger movie than it was. Just to add, I have not yet seen Don't Worry Darling, uh, but it is on my list. And the uh, the guy who made Don't Worry Darling also made one of my favorite movies of all time. Actually, I did see it for the first time this year, so I will use that one. Oh, fuck. Oh, Transition. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Which is Titanic 2. <laughs> God damn it. What? <laughs> if you have not seen this incredible film, 
I, I'm sad for you. Um, it is, I have seen it three or four times, and it is a masterpiece. Does it come on two VHS cassettes? Uh, it, it does not, oh, sadly. I sadly. feel like that's the censure for me. I also saw Titanic 666, which did come out this year, and that is Titanic, th- also known as Titanic 3. I'm sensing a theme in your cinematic proclivities. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Perhaps. All right. Pat, buddy. All right, so my real answer is Violent Night. Yeah, fuck yeah. Because, yes. you know, David Harbour is the best cinematic Santa Claus since Billy Bob Thornton. It's so good, and man. I saw it two nights ago. Yeah. It's I saw it for free at Comic-Con. It's in a giant crowd of people oh, all that, wearing Santa hats. That must have been so great. great. But the real answer is Morbius because it's morbing time. I hate you. <laughs> With the passion of a thousand fireys. I love you, but I hate loving you. Does that make sense? I think that's... Sense. Okay. You hate yourself for loving yeah, him? Yeah, I hate myself for loving him. It is morbid time. Fuck. All right, back to me, you. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> this was this was your trolling room. <laughs> this was the trolling room. This is where the room started to turn, because we got yeah. Titanic 2, which, might I add, is a real movie. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to read the IMDb synopsis here. Titanic Great. 2, directed by Shane Van Dyke. A century after the fateful voyage of the original modern luxury liner Titanic 2 sits sail, will the ship suffer the same fate as her namesake? And, and I, I think Isabel kind of uh, maybe suggested that Olivia Wilde directed Titanic 2? Was that, I have was that no the indication? idea. <laughs> I, like, let's go with Shore. There was a lot of drinks. Let's do- I'm, I am eager to see Morbius at some point just because I'm like, I'm so, there's so much conversation around Morbius that I was like, I mean, it can't be that bad, truly. Can it? I bet you it's pretty bad. Can it? Um, I, I, I'm not even going to bother writing these on our list because I don't think any of them come up again. Oh, no. <laughs> look, uh, uh, don't worry, darling. Uh, the Spitgate of uh, 2022. Mm. Uh, Olivia Wilde, second film. I loved Booksmart, by the way. Booksmart I absolutely was so good. loved Booksmart. So I'm like, percent. why didn't I go see, to, uh, why didn't I make the time to see Don't Worry, Darling? She, um, uh, Jamie's absolutely right. There was a lot of press who brew a ha ha around uh, Don't Worry, Darling that I think made me go, I'll just watch this at some point. There um, was a strange dichotomy there too because there was all the press hype and the weird like behind the scenes shit and then the reviews were so middling that like it took the air out of the room for the film and it just like, it that's all anyone heard about. Not the movie, just how the movie was made. And I, I don't know, I think I just kind of dropped off. Yeah, I will. I, two movies that I need to make some time to see this year are Don't Worry Darling and Morbius. And Titanic uh, 2. And Titanic uh, 2. And Silent Night. All right. Number five. Jahir, what's your number five? Ooh, what is my number five? I'm going to have to like scroll pull, back my pull list Pull up your here. list or uh, make it up on the spot as you do. Okay, I'm going to make a hypothesis. I'm going to make a hypothesis here. Oh, I'm going to guess that your number five is the same movie because this is what really? usually happens. Our number fives, for some reason, always tend to align. That's crazy. And and if it does, we can just start talking about it. If your number yeah. five is this one, then we can just start talking about it together. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just like do we do it Martin McDonough's The Banshees of Inisherin is my no. number five movie. It's not your number five. All nope. right. Um, I have this hypothesis, uh, and it's um. It's kind of why I picked my first quote. There's this thing that's happened in the last three years of American culture. And as someone who lives in America, an American citizen, uh, I, can, I think I can sort of talk about it with some, with some sort of sense of authority. Mm-hmm. But I think the pandemic really fucked us up in so, in so much <laughs> yes. as that, like, from my personal point of view, and this is an observation that I had, is that 
we really, as a culture and a people, when the pandemic hit, we rolled up our fucking sleeves and everyone got to work and was like, how are we going to keep this ship sailing? How are we going to keep this going? We all went remote. We all started clapping for our healthcare workers. We all started like making masks at home and uh, taking Zoom classes. And, sourdough bread. And making sourdough bread and stocking up on toilet paper. We all went a little nuts, but we all were like, let's keep this ship sailing because uh, society cannot fail. And then three years later, the observation I have right now is that we're all a little tired and everyone is kind of like thinking about the world slightly differently, which is we need to maybe make some changes here because the last three years proved that maybe the things we thought were important aren't as important as they th- as we think they were. Um, and the reason why I bring that up is that the five films that are on my top five all, to me, resonate in this in this the sense that I feel about uh, maybe might be an underlying theme of the movies, which is that what is the new world and what does it look like and what could it be and how do we make changes to get there and should we make changes to get there? And the Banshees of Inisherin does a really interesting thing, which is that it has two best friends, one of whom makes a sort of bold decision before the movie even begins to not be best friends with the other person on principle alone. And it sets off a series of events that is echoed by a metaphor within the film of a historical context, but one that suggests that there is a new world to be formed here, and it is not going to be what you think it's going to be. And it's going to be dangerous, and it's going to be, but it needs to happen. And I feel like that's an underlying theme that I have with the next five movies, and and very strongly felt in Banshees of Inisherin. Again, a movie, it's my favorite Martin McDonough film. Um, I think, you know, we've done, I've seen three of his now. Um, and it's one that really resonated with me in terms of like, what does that conversation look like if I want to change everything about me? And I, and I I really love it for that reason. I think it's so good. And, uh, Colin Farrell's eyebrows wins the Oscars. Yeah. The end. Yeah. The (laughs) eyebrows, just the eyebrows on their own. It's like Rakakuni and Colin Farrell's eyebrows should win awards. A thousand percent. I'm, I'm in agreement. Uh, I wish my I wish it was my number five. It's not. It's not. I I think um, I have to go with with the film that whose character lives in my head rent free, uh, and that is Tar. Lydia Tar. Lydia Tar coming in at number five. This movie. What the hell, man? I. I didn't know what to think going in. I know that I love Kate uh, Blanchett. Uh, also, side note, how fucking weird is it that Kate Blanchett is going from Tar to the Borderlands movie? Is she? <laughs> that's that's literally. Yeah, but Kate Blanchett can do anything. I know, but it's that's, just and silly that's the point. <laughs> because it ties in with a certain element of Tar. It, it, like, there's just, it, it just I don't want to spoil anything for Tar because Tar is one of the most. I mean, Izzy said a lot of it the best. Like, it's profound. It's it's an ex- it's a it's funny. It's weird that it feels like an experiment of dealing with a protagonist that is also kind of an antagonist that is not perfect, that has flaws that you might agree with some things, but still think they're a horrible person. Like that exploration is phenomenal. Kate Blanchett fucking kills it. It's eerie and creepy, and and. It's the most supernatural feeling film that has no supernatural element to it. Or does it? Or fucking does it? <laughs> or does it? Um, and and the memes are the dankest I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> the memes on film Twitter with Tar are just because Tar kind of rhymes with everything. 
Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Eamon Targaryen. Uh, what was it? The uh, uh, Don't Worry Tarling. That yeah. was another big one. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, that's a good one. Like. Uh, Avatar. Of course. Uh, it's too easy. The, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tar Wars. Tar like, Wars. It, they just keep going and <laughs> they'll never stop. And Lydia Tar is, it, it's, you know, a character is successful when everyone just not believes, but just wills them to be real. <laughs> and I. I feel like that's what happened with Tar. We uh, we happen to know a lot of award movie producers, and every time I'm on a phone uh, on a call, a professional call with an award movie producer, I always turn to them and say, at some point, and be like, "I hope you're pitching," and then Kate Blanchett runs out and tackles the winner. Yeah, like wherever, no matter what happens, and and I, I it should be a runner on every award. Yep. Kate Blanchett runs out and tackles the winner. Yeah, uh, yeah. We will be talking more about Tar at some point. Agreed, but. Now we're going to hear some other people talk to you. We've been talking too long. Here's you another too much clip. of tar talk. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. Welcome to. Thank you for coming to our tar talk. Uh, here's someone else's talk, maybe about tar. Who knows? Hey, I think that was a great transition, me. You did a great job tossing to this bit. I'm here with Nick, Tanya, and Kristen. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Kristen, why don't you start us off? So I thought about this long and hard. My favorite movie of 2022 is. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. And I will tell you why. Okay. Please. Okay. I laughed. I cried. It was very emotional. And it was nostalgic for me. I feel like a lot of people also felt that way. And it was just like a fun time. It like tied a nice little bow around Marcel's story and kind of like was just very... It was very fulfilling for me. And I really liked it. I have to say, this completes your troll's <laughs> in a very odd and correct way. I know. I All know. right. I'm going to have Nick go next and Tony go last. <gasps> Studio 666. Oh, fuck. What? Yeah. Is he? Is he what that did is. you see it? I didn't see it. I didn't you get to see, see it. I didn't see it. I'm shocked. Have a rooftop party. I'll do it. Was. Twist our arm. <laughs> the best. The one and only. Foo Fighters movie. Would you say it's the best, the best, what? the best, the best yeah. of yeah. film? Of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I'd like to say. R.I.P. to yeah. Uh, yeah. to the Aww. hawk. Yes. Cheers to Taylor. Yeah. Cheers to Taylor. Actually, pour one out yeah. for Taylor. Um, the film itself is hilarious, and it definitely plays the part of Hollywood horror gore humor. Sure, if you will. Yeah. Um, the plot is great, uh, particularly that it is a haunted mansion that is already. Um, like other people have already gone in here. It's like it's a big re- it's like a mansion that people go to record albums. And so they're recording like, like a like a legit thing. Yeah. Oh wow. It's amazing. I have no idea what like it's pretty cool. And the no ending the ending about. is so ridiculous. It's pretty gory, um, isn't it? And they all play themselves, which oh. is great. So I mean the, the well, greatest they're not, role. They're yeah. not actors. They're yeah. just they're No, they are. They're method. They went all method. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I mean when you feel method for yourself, you know your method. Yeah. Tanya, favorite film twenty twenty two. Well, I can't believe I'm going into the gory as well. Wow. Right? Exactly. Yes, Matt, that's the face to make. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to say it was not my favorite movie, but it was the movie that made the most impact in my life this year. And it is called Fresh. So if the title doesn't wow. give it to you, yeah. it is gross. But it is <laughs> great. Um, so eating people, 
great topic. It's cannibalism. It's about, it's about eating people. It is about eating people. And I can't tell you more because then I'm actually going to ruin it for you. It was just so well made in terms of like it was gory, but it was also just enough not yeah. that you just had to keep on watching it. Like I just like was crunching it and I was like disgusted for like the next week. Hey, certified like, fresh. Oh my God. Certified fresh. <laughs> Is anyone in it? That's kind of the point. No one's in Wait, it. It's all know. sock puppets. Do we know what it, no, do we know so. what it is certified? No. no, no. no. I don't know. We gotta find out. I think it's like. Can you look it up? Yeah, look up the Rotten Tomato score real quick of Fresh. Um, but we have to do it quick. We have to vamp while she does it. 81%. Fresh. 81%. 81% fresh. I don't know if Marcel is 81%. Hey, all three of you. I love you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you, Matt. Bye. Fresh, certified fresh. Certified fresh, 81%. Starring Sebastian Stan, by the way. Uh, yeah, coming out. Also, there is a there is another film called Fresh, uh, which came out in the late nineties. Uh, a movie about a young chess playing prodigy from, I believe, Harlem or the Bronx. I want to say. Did uh, you Did you think that that's what she meant? It I actually was one of because I, I that is a that's a, a formative movie for me. Because your eyes lit up, and yeah. you, listeners, you don't get to see this, but when when he heard Tanya say "fresh" in that clip, he hadn't heard before. He like beamed, and I was like, "Really? Is she here psyched about this?" And then I saw the moment when you realized it wasn't that movie, and you yeah. died a little inside. That my brother and I went to see that movie, and uh, it was a formative experience for me. I, you know, like a uh, a lover of hip hop and and American cinema, and uh, yeah, that was just this great, great experience. Uh, probably not quite the same as the Daisy Edgar Jones Sebastian Stan movie, uh, but you know, look, we're getting a lot of hot takes here. What do we got? We got, uh, we got. Uh, I, look, Marcel the Shell with shoes on it's in the is, lead. is is in the lead. It is with winning three. the winning the top ten poll right now, which is which is uh, an amazing feat. But Wouldn't maybe, it be amazing if it won? Yeah. I know. Well, here's the thing. Maybe your number four will adjust that in some way. Continuing my theme of how do we form a new world and what does that new world look like and how terrifying it must be that we have to break the world as we know it and we understand it. My number four film is Ruben Oslin's Triangle of Sadness, Mm. which is a film, again, I've seen... um, um, I have seen Force Majeure, which I kind of liked. I, I have not quite seen The Square yet. Uh, I know he's got a long back catalog as well. Uh, but this was, as my wife described, this was one of the few movies, or the few movie experiences that had me laughing out loud. You know how I described my son laughing and yeah. Marcel Deschamps with Suzanne? I was that way when it came to the poop dick and the bomb dick. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love the, the, the sort of brutal take on classism uh, and class divides that were here. And again, uh, a great, um, maybe a great uh, advert for not watching the trailer. A great trailer for not watching a trailer, um, because I had no idea where this movie was going to go, uh, and when it went there, I was so taken by it, and I was just so along for the ride. Uh, yeah, absolutely loved the Triangle of Sadness. All right, uh, that, uh, my number four. I don't know. Do I want to talk about it? Hmm. Nope. 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 <laughs> number not- four with a button. <laughs> With a... The only film on my list that when making my list, I was like, shit, I don't own that on Blu-ray yet. And I ordered it the second I wrote it in my number four spot. <laughs> I think that'll be a movie to watch uh, on a 4K. Very, oh, I got the 4K. You got the 4K. Uh, I don't have a screen for it, but yeah, one no. day. It'll be um, one to watch future, on a 4K. I'm future-proofing. Yeah. Um, wow. I, the, I, I know, if I remember correctly, Shahir, hmm. 
this did not resonate with you as much as it resonated with me. My if, hot that, take. My hot take is that it's my least favorite George yeah. Beale film. Um, the more I think about it, it's my most favorite. Okay. Uh, it, I cannot believe I'm saying it, it, I like it more than Get Out, but upon reflection and upon thinking about it and what I I I have found myself in conversations at parties or at gatherings having more deep conversations about the about the film Nope than I think any film for the rest of this year. Okay. I don't know why it just ends up happening. I feel like it's a really good con- convergence of um Are you sure it's not just people just saying something and you're saying nope? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that, weirdly, that's why you're having <laughs> weirdly, and we talk yes. about the movie nope. <laughs> no, no, like um I just remember having like interesting conversations about people's different reads of it and everyone having like even people that have a disparate read from mine their reads still make sense because i think this movie offers a lot of of uh grist to mill like it has this 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 so much in it and and look i also understand that if that structure and if that if that sort of almost too much of a thing doesn't work for people i i get it i just have enjoyed talking about this movie so much and thinking about this movie so much and you know what I'm going to I'm going to make a weird I'm going to make a weird analogy okay nope how do I put this nope more weird L. is the <laughs> elden ring of cinema this year whoa i don't know what that means it basically what it means is is it sets up a world that is deep and you can you can mine so much meaning from it in lots of different places, but it also doesn't spoon feed you shit. Like it, it is up to you to sort of like if you if you're interested enough to go forth and and figure out what various things mean in it for you. And I don't know, I I I was not disappointed. I had a lot of hype on that first trailer. On the second trailer, I was like, oh no. And then I saw it, and I it, now it's my number four. All right. Movie right along. Movie right along. Uh, here's another group at the party getting progressively more drunk. Again, sorry for the audio quality. I've tried to fix it as much as I could, but there was a party going on in the background. Here is another group. I hope this transition was good enough. <laughs> Shahir and Matt, you're so funny. I'm here with uh, Colin, Jacob, and Will. Colin, take us away. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the obvious choice being nope. Um... Uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, one being uh, the way they filmed it was they did a, a funky pass in with VizFX so that they would actually make it seem like you were actually in a fully dark outside environment and your eyes had adjusted yes. to that, which was wonderful. They did a lot of stuff with sound that was phenomenal. They rebuilt the clouds. Like There was so much there that just kind of tricked you into believing one thing and then as you got halfway through the movie you're like oh it's actually about this there's a murderous monkey that means yes. something mm-hmm. so. Jacob hit <laughs> yeah. me so I, I'm sure nope is great I haven't seen it but uh so I'm gonna go with my my personal favorite for the year which was Wakanda forever yes what did you love about Wakanda forever I loved a lot of things I felt like just the overall atmosphere they created um, with the music and touching upon the different uh, cultures throughout history, you know, they actually really painted a really clear picture of different time periods, and it was just beautiful. Um, and the way they handled, uh, you know, T'Challa's death, yeah, um, I thought yeah. was actually really tasteful, and they didn't they didn't need to overly illustrate that for us, you know. I think they actually the way they did it was just perfect. So, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things I love about it. 
Uh, Will, what about you, buddy? So I, I've been curating my list all, all year, um, and things are moving around, but the number one spot has not moved really? since I've seen it. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, I just, okay. I haven't been able to push it down to number two underneath anything else. The, some things have come close. Bodies, bodies, bodies is a solid number two right I now. still need to see that. But everything, everywhere, all at once, just, when I think about my time at the movies, it just like initiates so many like audible, whoa, like audible gasps, like visceral responses from me as a theater goer in the audience. So I just can't move it because it's moved me the most in the highs and lows of, of cinema all year. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for chatting. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, you. hey, uh, uh, now let's tell me and Shahir a joke. So we laugh when they listen to the end of this. What are Mario and Luigi's favorite kind of pants? Oh, I don't know. You don't know? No. You know this one? They're uh, denim, denim, denim. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for having me. Wow. I actually legitimately denim, denim. love that. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I thought that was a good joke. Yeah, and uh, he's been, you know, uh, knowing Will, I, I know he had that in his back pocket. It's, he didn't have to stop and Google it. He had no, that. He had that. He had, all, he had it all the time. Uh, so it. we got everything everywhere all at once. Jumping into the top spot, I think. No, it's only two. It's got two, but it's got two full points. Two full points. Marcel has three full points. Wakanda right. Forever has two point five. Wow. Wakanda Forever and everything everywhere all at once. And number two and number three. Yeah. Marcel. Marcel's Marcel still, still going winning. strong. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. Well, uh, let me let me change the equation for you oh, then. Oh fuck. My number three film is everything everywhere all at oh, once. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Now it's a tie. Now it's a tie. Uh, I uh, loved. Um, I love the theater experience in this one. Uh, I have been following the Daniels since they, you know, released their first um, short video, dog boarding, and was like, "Who the fuck are these guys?" <laughs> and then to to imagine that those two people are now front runners for both best director and best uh, picture. And I think uh, it was Judd Apatow who said it best. Imagine being James Cameron and spending the last like ten to twelve years, like putting together the most technologically advanced movie the planet has ever seen to then be greeted with a movie with a dildo fight in it as the number one movie of the year. I was like, yeah, that is that is the world we live in. Again, continuing that theme of the new world, it also, you know, I think the thing that the Daniels do so well, they've done it so well their entire careers as music video makers and in their feature films like Swiss Army Man, is taking an absurd idea and, and making it, heartfelt and in this it's the case of the everything bagel which is that we want everything everywhere all at once we can't be everything everywhere all at once and we have to make choices about who we are going to be and i think that's what this movie offers especially um uh, i think in the case of daniel kwan uh you know i i don't know exactly how those two work together but uh this is a particularly resonant uh, immigrant story, and as we mentioned, James Hong's speech at the uh, at the SAG Awards, at Michelle Yeoh, um, and Ki Hu Kwan um, picking up awards everywhere, and you know, celeb- being celebrated. I think this it's it is amazing to me that these two guys are the guys, but I love that they're the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I wish I could say that that this was my number three, and mm. that would have all cinched together. It would have been a perfect moment of kismet, but it's not. All right. My number three is actually uh, your number eight. Number eight. And that is good luck to you, Leo Grand. Good luck. Uh, This 
was the surprise of the year for me. I did not expect to see it at all. I did not see it coming. Of course, uh, sadly, you weren't able to make that podcast. Izzy from Be Kind Rewind fame uh, graciously co-hosted it. I This movie snuck up on me and punched me straight in the feels. I love it so much. It, it's the film that I, out of every film on this list, no matter what person asks me, hey, what movie should I see? Mm. I suggest this film to them yeah. because I think it is a universal story of sort of aging and humanity and 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 sexuality and just very human experiences that everyone can um can relate to either uh various feelings of uh lust or even shame or changing or just like aging like things that are universal this movie touches on so beautifully and it's shot all in like 90% in like one room and i cannot i cannot I cannot uh, sing this movie's praises enough. It is a phenomenal film. Everyone should go see it. If you haven't already, uh, please go see it. And then listen to our episode on it, because it was very good. Uh, it, in keeping with the theme of, uh, of uh, what does the new world look like, also this is a woman who has uh, made her peace with the world and then decided uh, at, at this age that she doesn't need to live the way that she's been living her whole life yeah. and and discovers something about herself in that way. And this is the most optimistic, you know, unlike Triangle of Sadness, the most optimistic view of how we can change ourselves and our worlds. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely it's, delightful. It's, it's, uh, I, I, it's funny. In the trailer, it says, uh, positively sexy and sex positive. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. You earned it, Emma Thompson. You earned it. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, now we're going on to the second to last clip from the party, Shahir. All right. Uh, take it away, everyone else. Thanks, Shahir. Your hair is wonderful. I'm here with Chelsea Tash and Allie. Welcome to my humble light-changing studio. Who would like to go first? Because you're all eerily silent, and I don't know how to handle that. <laughs> I just didn't want to talk over others. Also, yeah. we're all very intoxicated. Yeah, we're all, it's late in the evening. It's 10.30. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> My favorite movie that both came out in 2022 and that I saw in 2022 is Scream, a.k.a. Scream 5. Very nice. I'm a total scream head, scream psycho. They're trying to make it be like, this is the start of a new chapter. My really quickly journey through watching Scream 5 was at first I actually was angry and I I was like the stages was it the of five grief. Stage of I grief? was like, yeah, I was the five stages of grief. And what and what I and what I ended on was that I actually felt like for what it is and Wes, Wes Craven, you know, may he rest in peace, isn't with us. And I kind of felt like for whatever everyone who's left, they did what they could. And wow, Tash, buddy. Hey. What was your favorite film you saw in 2022? I have to say, um, I'm going to go with Nope. Yes. Yo, nope. that's mine too. Okay. Oh. Can we open it up? Yeah. Can we open it up? How yeah. did you feel about it? Oh, it, it was it was literally life-changing. It just gave me these feelings of being in this like otherworldly place, and it really stuck with me. There's this like ethereal kind of feeling where you know, you're watching this creature, and... You seen inside of it, and then at the end, when it just opens up, just this beauty just envelops you. Yes. 
And the and also like this is gross, but like the beauty of them being crushed inside and that and just that that experience of being in there with them was so immersive. It was perfection. And Kiki Palmer. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, yes, like yes, yes, one hundred and ten percent. No, I want to hit Tash. What about you? Why? I'm so no. sorry. I took well, this from Tash. I took it away. Tash is like, agree. No, as a horror fan, I'm yeah. going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, please. I feel like um, there was a lot of themes involved in it. People always are trying to find themes with Jordan Peele's work, which is, I think, mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. sad thing. I feel bad for him about that. It's a bummer for him that he has to deal with that. And he's never going to escape that. He won't. Always- okay, get out. Great movie, and everyone was like, Jordan Peele's a genius, and we're going to adhere to this thing, and all of those things are true, and all of that pressure is, right? Like, we would imagine for anybody, that would be like, how do you live up to any kind of pressure like that? Right. With anything. With anything Mm -hmm. that is like Avatar, for instance. Well, that's coming out (laughs) next week. (laughs) Although I will say, look, look, look. Nope is wonderful. Bring nope it back is to wonderful. Can't wonderful. Wait. Okay. Bringing it oh, back sorry. to Can't Hardly Wait. Wonderful. <laughs> Scream is wonderful. Hey, Go everybody. Sorry. Thank you so much. Oh, thank for you. Talking. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been incredible. Oh, this been love. What a fantastic journey. Back to the two most handsome podcasters there is. <laughs> nope. We couldn't get them. We uh, couldn't get so them, so it's yeah. just us. It's, yeah, uh, is Nope winning the podcast right nope. now? Nope is at four. Marcel and Everything Everywhere is at three. And uh, Wakanda is at two and a half. Wow. Yeah. That's nope, going to the end. Yeah. Wow. 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 All right. All right. Well, let's let's rock this through. Okay. My number two. My number two movie of the year. We're up to number two, right? Yeah, we're up to number two. My number two movie of the year is Tar. It's Tar. Tar. It's Tar. That's tar. it. Tar. Number two. Tar. Everything, everywhere, all at Tar. Ever Tar. Uh, tar. I have seen twice this time and loved it the second time around uh, even more than the first. Uh, I have a small film club uh, that is made up of parents uh, that love cinema in my in my um, school group in my 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 kids' school group, and um, Tar divided us, but it was the most the most thoughtful. Uh, tar talk that we had uh, and I look um, you know we talked about uh, a bit about uh, our feelings about uh, Jordan uh, Jordan Peele's filmography in terms of like you know whether it's diminishing returns or not Todd Field man this dude has mm. made three bangers yep three absolute bangers and they've gotten better each time um, I, I I think to Izzy's point uh, it's funny that you know they mentioned uh, Mike Nichols, uh, Mike Nichols' Catch Twenty Two. I was thinking about Mike Nichols' other film, Carnal Knowledge, in terms of that idea of characters that are difficult. I love movies with difficult characters, with characters that are neither good nor bad, uh, or both at the same time. And um, and because that is the power of great storytelling is that we can peer into the lives of people whom we may not agree with at all times, but then we may agree with it in, in other moments. And I think Lydia Tarr, uh, despite the problematic parts of her, is iconic as a character. She is a, a pure vision of cinema. And again, I, I want to see Kate Blanchett play a version of that character everywhere, everywhere she goes from now on. Just as Daniel Day-Lewis plays a version of Daniel Plainview from There Will Be Blood everywhere he goes from now on. Uh, he drinks our milkshake and Lydia Tarr steals our hearts. And our time. <laughs> She's the master of time. She's, she she might as well be one of the doctors. Yeah. Um, no, great number two. Tarr, yeah. phenomenal. Uh, my number two, I believe, 
Is this correct? I'm. It's been a long day. I believe I did go see this film with some members of your film club. Oh, and oh, that did would you? and that would be everything everywhere all at once. We yeah. went and saw that together, we right? Did we go all see went that to. Together. We took a minivan. We did. We all piled in a minivan. <laughs> we all piled in a minivan, and we all went to the wrong theater. Do you remember we that? We went to the wrong Alamo Draft House, yeah. and then we eventually made it with minutes to spare to the right Alamo Draft House. You all had tickets together, and I just got a ticket like on the other and side. And we went in a the dad theater. minivan. It was really fun. Those yeah. guys are great. Um, yeah, I mean, what what's left to be said? About everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, I will say, uh, I mean, look, all the, all the praise, everything, everything, every everything, everywhere, all at once that's yeah. been said about this film uh, is all true. Uh, the weird thing is the least amount of praise that I've seen, and I don't think this is for any reason, I think maybe it's just because they're the youngest sort of big part of this movie, is Stephanie Hsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, to me, like... She's the everything is, bagel. She's the linchpin mm-hmm. of, how, of why this movie works. Like, everything's great, and, and but, like, she does just bring it all together. And, I, honestly, I do still have a soft spot because she was one of the original B-roll girls from Girl Code. <laughs> and I think it's so lovely that she's, like, in this fucking amazing film, and now, like, we're just getting to watch her career just go go nuts. Also, uh, Ki Hui Kwan uh, back in the saddle is amazing. James Hong is always great. Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, everyone's... Everyone, everywhere, all about this thing is just phenomenal. So. The only, the, the biggest problem with everything, everywhere, all at once, we should really address the elephant in the room. Oh, sure. Here. How do you follow this movie? <laughs> like, how do, how do the, these guys need a follow-up immediately, like, that, like, like, how do you follow this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No idea. None. None. All right. All Coming right. up to our number ones. We're going into... Uh, we have we have two little mini breaks here. First, we have the last clip from the party, and this one, I'm not gonna lie, Shahir, it's weird. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna let it speak for itself. This is the end of my holiday party. Best film from one of my friends, 2022. Taking us home, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> thank you so much, Shahir and Matt, for tossing to the final one of the evening. I'm here with Sammy. It's just me and her. I'm pouring us some prosecco to take us home. <laughs> Uh, Sammy, how are you? I'm wonderful. Good, good. Sammy, I want you to take this glass of Prosecco, this beautiful plastic glass you brought to me from your job, and I I want you to uh, tell me what the favorite (laughs) film you saw in 2022 was. Okay, this year, I was finally shown the film Ghost. And it was great. Uh, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg's in it. I know. Ghost is fucking great. I It was love... a bit corny. I mean, there's a part where the guy who had him killed is trying to seduce her. As you do. And there's just like him sitting on a coffee table and just taking off his shirt and thinking it's okay. And he just sits there without a shirt. <laughs> yeah, funny. I mean, you know, it was the 80s. It was it the 80s. <laughs> I don't even know. We've been drinking a lot. Um, um No. Mm, I looked it up. It's probably the <laughs> 80s. It's probably the 80s. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Sammy, thank you so much. You were the only one brave enough to come in here by yourself and, yes. and chat about Ghost. Hey, we and all did it together. It was a group effort. I can't wait to hear this. Is that true? Oh, I'll hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost came out in 1990, by the way. I have seen Ghost, and uh, I, I do recall a uh, a beautiful... Uh, clay uh, pottery scene mm-hmm. scored by uh, was it uh, Roy Orbison? 
all my love, my darling. Yeah, yeah. I hunger for your touch. Hello. Uh, DMCA takedown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Tony, and it must have been Tony Goldwyn standing there with the shirt off. And Tony Goldwyn is a good looking man, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Not quite so, Patrick Swayze. Not quite. Dude. Not yeah. quite. Uh, thank you, Sammy, for that. And thank you, everyone who, who comes to these parties, who does these. I love it to death, and it's one of my favorite things all year. So right now, before we get into our fan top tens, the last two fan top tens, mm-hmm. cover a couple different things. But first, I want to say, I think everywhere, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once is at five. All right. Marcel is three. Nope is four. Tar okay. is three. All right. So the, the, I, weirdly, and I want to make sure. Let me. Can, can we double check everything, everywhere, all at once? Because it was you and me. I got I got I got one, two, three, four. Four for everything everywhere. Okay, so it's not five, it's four. So so nope and everything everywhere all at once are tied. The the fan ones here are what I think is going to 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 nail it down. Because I know I I guarantee you, nope is not your number one. Okay. Yep. Yep. You're, uh, you're right about that. And we've already both said everything everywhere all at once. So I can't think do, of do another way. Do you have a guess of what my number one is? I do, but I'm not going to say it yet. Let's, let's I get around. I have a guess of your number one as yeah. well. All, uh, right. Uh, all right. So here, oh, do you want to read um, Ryan's? Yeah, we got Ryan coming in with his top 10 uh, as well. Again, thank you for writing this in. And I think we might have read this before, but again, uh, putting this out here, I think this is also taking uh, a little Top Gun Maverick up the up the chain of uh, command as well. So number 10 is Top Gun Maverick. Number nine, Glass Onion. Number eight, Puss in Boots. We don't know if it's number two or number three, but it is the last wish. Number seven, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Oh, shit. Number six, Barbarian. Number five, Prey. Number four, All Quiet on the Western Front. Number three, The Fablemans. The first mention of The Fablemans in this entire <laughs> conversation. Number two, The Batman. And number one, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. There's the number five. Thank you, Ryan. That's a good list. Yeah, it is a great um, list. You've moved some stuff around, my friend. Uh, everything, Everywhere now has five. Marcel has four. Nope has four. All right. I um, actually the, the this us uh you know tabulating the winner of the podcast is kind of a new thing. Yeah, I like uh, it. But I like it. But it I like happened it. organically. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> my notes I really like... feel bad for Killers of the Flower Moon at this point, but I like it. Yeah. Uh <laughs> listen, my notes look like the scribblings of a madman. Uh, uh, I have a spreadsheet with uh, graphs on it by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the last uh clip we're going to play for you tonight is from friend of the show Kellen who was kind enough to send in an audio list of their top 10. So Kellen, please take it away. Hey guys, Kellen here with my top 10 of 2022. There are sadly still a few films that I haven't seen yet from the past year, so if you're wondering why a couple obvious picks aren't on this list, that'd be why. So, my top 10 of 2022 is Number 10, The Northman Number 9, All Quiet on the Western Front Number 8, The Fablemans Number 7, The Batman Number 6, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio Number 5, Banshees of Inisharan. Number four, RRR. Number three, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Number two, Top Gun Maverick. And number one, Nope. Of all the films I saw in 2022, Nope is the only one that I've thought about every day at least once since seeing it seven months ago. So that's why it's my number one. Thanks, guys. Can't wait to hear your top tens. Take care. Oh, Kellen, you have changed the dynamic of the room. And I think we didn't, we haven't taken into account Jacob's top tens as well, which also had Everything Everywhere All at Once and Nope uh, and Barbarian. It's, it and actually after- doesn't change a thing, though. It's still Barbarian. With that, it's still Barbarian. At, I'm sorry, it's still Everything at Every- seven, yeah. Nope at six, Barbarian at four. 
Top Gun comes in though. Top right. Gun, Top, Top Gun, Gun three and a half, <laughs> three and a half, three and a half. Can I guess what your number one movie is, and you can guess what my number one movie is? Can we do that? I, yeah, but we we're not there yet. We have oh, one more thing yet. to do. Okay, what's the thing? We have the movies outside of the movies that we saw. Oh, this is my favorite part. Yeah, I know you were gonna let it slide. I was gonna let it slide because I had forgotten about it. <laughs> well, go. What are, what are, what movies were your favorite of? I watched so many movies outside of the uh, the podcast this year. Uh, we've already talked about Hit the Road, which I think was absolutely amazing. Um, uh, the one that I really want to shout out, there's two that I really want to shout out here. Uh, one was Jeanne Dalman, which I watched and which I'm going to try and get you to watch a three and a half hour movie about a, uh, French, uh, woman living out her daily existence, which is, uh, by all accounts, absolutely mundane. But there's this, this incredible hypnotic precision to this movie that is kind of mesmerizing. And this came in at the, as the number one film in the sight and sound top 100 movies, uh, list of the, you know, which they only do every decade and is uh, curated by the, uh, filmmakers and critics from around the world. We obviously were not invited. Mm. Uh, the other one that, uh, I wanted to shout out was Stanley Doonan's film Two for the Road an older film um, with Albert Finney and Audrey Hepburn this blew my freaking mind I like I, I, I picked this at random from the Criterion Collection and was just like alright let's just try it out and I, I was like I didn't remember that they used to make movies like this and, and, and I was like this movie feels absolutely modern uh, modern and, and amazing today. And it was like this sort of like Soderberghian kind of twisty narrative tale where time jumps in on itself about this couple having a relationship. The movie that it's maybe like a lighter, funner version of Blue Valentine, the Derek Sion France film, uh, really blew me away. Um, want to shout out Stutz, the uh, Jonah Hill documentary about his therapist, which was really, really surprisingly great. And then Quentin Tarantino did an interesting thing this year, which is that he was on the Ringer podcast, and he was asked, what are the best movies of the of the 2000s? And everyone came in with their best, you know, like the usual suspects, like No Country for Old Men, There Will Be Blood, all that sort of stuff. And Quentin Tarantino, bless his heart, came in and said that Tony Scott's film, Unstoppable, with Denzel Washington and Chris Pine, was the best movie of the 2000s. And so I watched it, and you know what? Quentin Tarantino might be onto something. That movie <laughs> fucking rips uh, a runaway train uh is is uh, has to be stopped and there's only one man for the job and that is denzel washington and it is you know tony scott firing on all on uh, on all cylinders um you know with with old school practical filmmaking that pretty much puts everything else uh that we've seen to shame we've done four marvel movies this year i've skipped two of them but i was like when i watched unstoppable i was like man what a ride that was that you know like it's just such a great great film so uh a lot of fun to be had there uh yeah what about you matt side note this is the first year i'm going to spoil a little bit this mm. is the first year that no marvel film has made my top 10 wow it's a turning point it is in a my turning life. point uh, I have two films I just want to shout out real quick that we didn't get to review. One is The Menu. I've spoken yep. many times about how much I love that movie. That would definitely be on my top ten if we had discussed it on the podcast. I think it's phenomenal. I think it hits all the notes it's supposed to. I think it's I've 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 watched it I think three times now and I've I've now like every time I notice something different and there's a lot of love and craft sort of put that in in there uh to in very minuscule ways and very large ways. And the other one is uh the one that Pat shouted out, Violent Night. Violent Night. Uh, what a I, again! I bought what that instantly on Blu-ray. What a delight, Violent Night. Uh, <laughs> did you see that at all? I have not seen that. I'll uh, let you borrow it next next holiday. I got to borrow that in escape room. 
Yeah, and escape room, and escape room tournament of champions. Um, yeah. but uh, actually, we do you still have my everything everywhere all at once. I do have your everything. You know okay. what? I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> it's, sitting, it's sitting here uh, along with a copy of Logan. That's right. You, I, I knew you had two things. I just forgot what they were. Um, yeah, those are my two. I, I, to be honest, Sheer, I, I'm very glad you saw a lot of films outside of the podcast this year. I didn't. Right. Yeah, uh, it's, it's very hard to. I, I'm I'm trying to make a conscious effort to it, but it's yeah. very very difficult. Yeah, a thousand percent. All right. Uh, Okay, it's the moment of truth. So what do you want to guess? I want to guess what your number one is. Okay. Because I I think I got a good idea. Okay. Your number one movie is RRR. Am I supposed to tell you or should I guess now? No, confirm. Am I right or wrong? No, but I haven't announced it yet. Should I guess what mine is and then we confirm the other way? Yeah, sure. Confirm mine. So my guess for you is women talking. Okay. Am I right? Yes. So Am you. I right? Yes, you are. Fuck yeah, we're great. We're great at this show. We're so good. We're so good. Uh, uh, you please go first because you've been starting these off. Uh, RR, I'm sorry, <laughs> woman talking. <laughs> uh, the last movie that we have discussed on this podcast, a movie that I called a perfect movie, and and I and I 100 uh, stand by that. I think this is a movie that um, exceeds its ambitions and is extremely ambitious, and um, it. And I think that degree of kind of filmmaking confidence mixed with a reason to make a movie, like a pure and unadulterated, even angry reason to make a movie, makes me excited about this movie as a filmmaker. I I watched it and felt exhilarated. Uh, It is disturbing. It is a difficult watch. But it's not a film that, that wallows in what is disturbing and difficult about this story. Sure. It picks a community and celebrates the the thing that I've been talking about, the thing that I feel is like a, a recurring theme for me, the idea that a new world needs to be formed and what will that world look like. And more than anything, uh, this this movie has a phrase in it, which is that we should step in, and I'm paraphrasing it incorrectly here, by the way, uh, but more that we should step into the unknown rather than uh, recoil into the safety of the familiar. And and that is the bravery of what I am seeing as the new world. Uh, my quote from the beginning of this was actually from Tar and Monster Hunter, um, you know, <laughs> which is the next ground your feet will touch will be that of the new world. And I think a lot about the the next ground that the feet of these women will touch as being this like unknown world. Now, in reality, that's not what happened uh, to the, to these people in real life. But I think that's what makes the movie even more interesting is the movie posits an alternate reality that we should uh, be brave enough to follow. So that's why Woman Talking is my number one film. Nice. Yeah, again, uh, we, we talked about it last week. Please go listen to that episode. Um, it was phenomenal. And it did all the things that you hear said. And uh, it, 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 it didn't make my list. Um, I don't. It's odd. It's every strength that you've said is entirely true. And maybe it's because I haven't had the time. Like, it it, it feels like one of those movies that it's going to, like, I'm going to be reminded of and I'm going to sort of contemplate more moving forward. But I, it's weird. I think because it is so recent, mm. uh, for whatever reason, I haven't had the time to reflect on it yet. At least, uh, I don't know. I, it, I, I was questioning when I looked at my list and I saw that it wasn't on there. I was like, huh. And then I was like, "Oh, well, do I move something? Do I try?" And I was like, "Well, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna be true to whatever I'm feeling, sort of at this moment." But the women talking is a phenomenal film. Um, yeah, RRR. RRR. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> SS Rajamouli. Uh, Rajamali. Rajamouli. I Rajamouli. believe, but I could be wrong about that. 
Um, uh, a friend of the show, Sadanda Dlaka and Patrick Willems, got me turned on to this. Uh, how I said, uh, good luck to you, Leo Ground, is the film that I will always suggest to people mm. to go watch. RRR is the film I will invite myself over to your house to watch <laughs> with you. Yeah. Um, what a... I, I I could gush a lot. Please go back and listen to the episode uh, for it. Also, I think that this also wins best um, uh, image for the podcast. I think this year, yeah, in yeah, my yeah, opinion, yeah. because um, I my hair it's so perfect. <laughs> my hair, and my beard. Um, but the this is what movies are to me. Hmm. This is what going to a cinema sh- like should feel like. It has. Literally everything I want in movies in it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything from like actually like like moving moments to like human friendships to ridiculous fights with CGI animals to uh, a dance number. Not to not to. Mm. I think that was easily on my top fives. Uh, like like the playback thing on on Spotify. Right. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. I love this movie, and I was not expect. I think it's just the convergence of everything. I wasn't expecting it. I didn't know it was coming, and then the experience of the theater, and then watching it again and again and again. Uh, I, I, I just love it. I love it so much. And if you haven't seen it, I feel like you got to see it in the theater. You, you got to see, see it in the, the theater. theater. That's that's uh, the thing. It is a, such a great theater movie. I'm trying to convince though Nick Parker who spoke about uh the 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 Foo Fighters movie mm-hmm. uh to have a screening with a bunch of people on his roof. Yep. Uh which would still be fun. Anyway, that's my number 1, man. Yeah, great experience. Now, that's interesting. Your number one didn't, uh, my number one didn't appear on your list, and my, and your number one didn't appear on my list. But we guessed him, and that's what's important. That's that. That's the friendship. We would 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 we ride on each other's shoulders? Just just so we're clear, am I carrying you? Or you're carrying me. I'm in the in the image. What, no, in, in oh in, in general in, in, in real life as we are marching on to the new world. Am I carrying you, or you're carrying me? I think I'm carrying you because you're a better shot. Because he has two shotguns. Do you he remember? Two shot- I no, I'm I'm not a good shot. I I don't even know how to handle. I think a gun. your takes your takes are good. You shoot you're shooting takes shooting hot takes. takes. I'm also bigger, so I could carry you. But I like really I think str- it's gonna be harder really for you to carry me really than it is for me legs. to carry you. I have really strong legs. Really? I never skip leg day. You you could, you could squat me. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, could squat me, so. bro. I don't yeah. know if you could squat me, bro. Um. <laughs> hey. So that was our list, everyone. Uh, so if we're keeping score. Everything, Everything Everywhere, everywhere All at once, once did win. Now, this is interesting because our next episode is going to be the Oscars. I, I think I know the answer to this question. What's your pick for Best Picture right now? The Best Picture nominees, just to read it out, just yep. so we can just put something yep. down uh, the, uh, for, for next week to see if this is true or not. The Best Picture nominees are Top Gun Maverick, Women Talking, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Banshees of Inisherin, Triangle of Sadness, The Fablemans, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, Elvis and Tar. What's your uh, pick for Best Picture? Everything, everywhere, all at once. It is uh, also my pick for Best Picture. Going to win. I, I would rather Ooh. Ooh. Tar win. Oh, interesting. I think Tar. It feels like it feels like it should be the winner, but it's not going to win. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I got a weird thing for it. I believe me. I love everything, everywhere, all at once. No. 
but um, I don't know. I I I am uh, I, I'm in the camp that everything everywhere else wants is not my favorite movie mm. uh, of of that list, but but I absolutely love it. Uh, it it's that weird thing where like like it gets into the silly thing, which is like it doesn't matter what's my favorite, what's my not. Um, but my point is. I would love everything everywhere else wants yeah, to win. Same. And I and I think it would be a it would be a deserving win. Uh it would set the tone for what movies should could be and can be. And uh yeah, it would be my pick for um what I want to win, what I think will win. So it, I think it's a good convergence there. And it would be such an exciting moment yeah. for that movie to win. Yeah. Um you know, poor James Cameron. Poor old poor, James Cameron. Poor old, poor old James Cameron <laughs> crying into his Scrooge McDuck silo of money. Can I uh, um, can I tell you a couple of things? Uh, I made some stats for the podcast this year. Oh, God. Uh, we did 50 movies this year. Uh, one of them was a revisit. We did Mad Max Fury Road, which is our one revisit. Mm-hmm. There were nine sequels that we reviewed, four Marvel movies, five remakes, 16 movies that are in the Oscar conversation, 12 foreign films, uh, four older movies this year, and nine adaptations. Wow! Yeah, huh. the uh, the older movies. What were the older movies that we saw? Oh, we oh you did the thing. Mm-hmm. We did um, Bell, which was last year's as well. Uh, we did a review of Avatar, the two thousand and eight film, mm-hmm. and we also did a review of uh, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Yep, that's right. Films. That's right. Also, we did review Day Shift. We did uh, review, sorry about that. Yeah, we, we did review Day Shift. Day Shift was the jujitsu yeah, of, I, I, uh, I, yeah, of this was. year. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was certainly a thing. Uh, yeah, what a year! See, what now year? we got to wait till March first of next year. You're going to tell me you're going to wait till April. Then you're going to take movies from nine years ago. It's going to yeah, be fucking. That's weird. what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> everybody, thank you so much for sticking around for this this longest episode we've done in a while of the only podcast about movies. Our top ten films of the year. Uh, our, our what do we used to call it? Our year in review of reviews, reviews of, the, of year. the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, not quite accurate anymore, but that's okay. Um, yeah, uh, th- this has been the only podcast I can literally say about that specific topic. <laughs> can uh, I get one more stat? Yeah. Just I'm looking at it. Movie that didn't even get mentioned this year. Thor, Love and Thunder. Didn't even talk about it. Or Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Didn't even talk about it. Black, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever did make, it did, did make sure. the conversation, but fourth? Ant-Man and the Wasp oh, did Ant-Man not make the Wasp. conversation. We, 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 we technically did it, I guess, this yeah. I guess no, no, but, we, but, but, but it is interesting. Yeah, you're right. This is the well, first year that saying. no Marvel movie of your uh, has, has made it on your list. I just, I know Wakanda was an honorable mention for me, but like, I, I, it's not doing it, man. Like, yeah. like I, I, my whole gimmick was I was the blind, shill, Marvel fanboy piece of shit, and, but I actually don't think that was ever true. I think I really I the movies were really really good and things I really loved and now they're making things that I don't. Hmm. Um and I have I have um high hopes for uh Guardians 3. Sure. Because James Gunn um yeah. but other than that I'm I can't think of a single film in the roster that I'm like oh yeah give me that. It's funny as well cuz the 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 feel, flavor I get with Guardians 3 is that despite it's James Gunn and he's great and you know like I've liked everything he's done, it's also like his swan song exit out of this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, oh, does that mean he's really going to give us everything he wants to give us, or does it mean he's like, peace out? You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I don't know what it's going to be. I think he's peacing out. I, I, I think from you know, I've liked every movie he's done, and I've liked 
you know, like I think they've gotten bitter and bitter and bitter. I, I really like Suicide Squad. Um, the Suicide thy, Squad. The Thy Suicide Squad. Yeah, the uh, Suicide yeah. Squad. <laughs> but uh, I, I think he's going to give it everything. Like, I think yeah. he's going to be like, he was spurned by the fact that they dropped him. And this is his opportunity to go like, you guys fucking dropped me? Are you for real? Are you for real right now? And I think like he's going to like come back and kick its fucking ass. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Um, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please email us in. Uh, hey, if you didn't make it under the top 10, you didn't have time, you can send it in still. Email yeah. us in, onlymoverpodcast at gmail.com. We're around. Give us your uh, Oscar predictions for next week. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually send those. That's better. Yeah. Um, because then we can talk about that. Next week, we'll be talking about the Academy Awards. Um, and we're going to uh, watch that be- means- every best foreign film, right? That's, that's what we're doing? Right? Yeah, of course. They, like, we agreed to that? Uh, no. The... Um, Real quick, I think because of the Oscars, is this correct? We're actually the episode will come out on the Monday, not the Sunday. Something like that. If if my life can get it together to do that, that will be great. <laughs> I'm like at work every night till midnight. But uh, please forgive listen. us if we are a little late on yeah. the Oscar episode. Uh, we normally don't miss the Sunday date, but I feel like because of this and because it's on a Sunday, we can't record right after, and it's uh, we're gonna do our best. Uh, um, and I'm gonna give everyone an assignment. Gonna give everyone an assignment. Everyone loves homework after a two-hour podcast. Here's the assignment. <laughs> uh, we have reviewed every single episode, every single Best Picture nominee. Uh, for the best, uh, for our Oscar episode, I want everyone to watch My Year of Dicks. That's all I'm saying. It's the best animated short nominee, My oh. Year of Dicks. I okay. want everybody to watch it. Two two dick movies in the Oscars this year. Uh, uh, what was the other one? Everything, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Well, that's dildos. That's dildos. That's yeah. different. Well, one's I plastic, mean, one's real. I guess. <laughs> That's a lot of dicks. All right, uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We will talk at you next week, surrounded by golden statues. Bye. Bye. Bye.